Good evening, everybody. This is Hal Holiday on Hal Holiday's Rockin' Food Review here on Wave Radio Boston. I am here tonight with Mama Kim to my right. Hello, hello. hello. And Mr. Mike Lachance to my left. Hello. <laughs> Man of very many words. <laughs> Baton Rouge, Cindy, Baton Rouge. <laughs> He always gets when the red light comes on, he freezes. What am I going to do next? He just needs a little while to warm what, up. What will I say to get the crowd in awe? Oh, sorry. I might just leave. <laughs> that would be real awe-inspiring. Yeah, that's real nice, Mike. Thank you. You're welcome. No, we want you to stay, Mike. Yeah, yeah nice. don't go. That really sounds sincere. Like Casey and Sunshine Band, please don't go. <laughs> it's a great song. We Thank swear you. we like you better than Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> Or Chuck. <laughs> so uh, we are here every Tuesday night from 6 to 9 on Way Radio oh, Boston. That, that's, that's new. That is new. Started last week it started. Yeah. She didn't know? No, I just told her right now. You didn't now. know? She didn't know. I, I, I knew. I just wanted to act like I was surprised like the listeners might be if they didn't listen to last week or didn't quite catch it. Or didn't hang on for the last hour. The last hour is going to be a lot of fun. This mm. is true. And uh, we have come up with a name for the last hour. Didn't get a lot of our requests in, I don't think. That's why we came up with a name we for the last name, hour. When in doubt. When in doubt. Do it yourself, my friends. That's true. That's the way of the restaurant business. Yep. And uh, speaking of that, my name is Hal Holiday, And uh, I am a professional chef and professional musician, songwriter. Uh, I've done many things in the industries, and uh, I love local. I love local musicians, local restaurants, and all that good stuff. And we're here every Tuesday night to bring that to you, Mama Kim. Mm-hmm. So I, too, have been a... Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> wow. I, th- I thought I was getting my own little background music for my intro. I was like, "That's that, that Arrow, would be a surprise to Aerosmith. me. Yeah, you, you were getting your own background. That was a, I'm like, what did I miss on the pre-show? Was that, was that we getting like our intro, like a wrestler now? That's like, awesome. Well, uh, well, it sounds a lot better than my intro did last week, that's for sure, when uh, I was all staticky. Every week is something different for us. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, for those who don't know me, I am a food and beverage and hospitality professional, but somebody who enjoys, like Hal, everything local, um, you know, food, music, breweries, and we're here to bring all that local goodness to you. Yes, we are. And Mr. Mike Lachance over here, whose new segment we have from the to the 9 o'clock hour is going to be... The B-Side. The B-Side. So we have the A-Side. Cue my intro music. No. Didn't work this? No, no, I was really hoping it would work that time. Yeah, it's going to be called the B side. Yep. As in record, the B side of a record. As in record, I mean some of the some of the best songs are on the B side, and I think we we have a good understanding that you know a lot of the stuff that we feature on the show is is amazing, but sometimes you don't know what you have until you kind of flip the B side and say there's something actually good here too, and that's what I kind of hope we can we can bring. I have a good a good spot today to talk about for a little bit and. Go from there. So what are some of the ideas that you have moving forward that you will be spotlighting? So I know we, we, we do a lot of restaurants. We do a lot of breweries and bars, and we can keep it that same form. But I want to add in anybody who does anything local. Like you had said last week, going uh, to, a, to a path with your dogs, doing, doing candles, um, musicians, any local artist who wants to get started, local artists who paint. I, mean, I love it. I love it. I love it. That is... <laughs> The sound button. Where's that been? 
Can I have that hooked up to my mic over here? Can I have that board in front of me? No. No, it'll be yeah, you we would not touch any of this. We stuff. wouldn't get anywhere. <laughs> no, it, it's gonna it's gonna be just um kinda like a, like the not ready for primetime players yet, the old SNL stuff and kinda just the the, the ones you wanna go out and see like a hidden gem. The ones awesome. we wanna the ones we wanna bring to top forty. Right. We want we wanna we wanna bring up and I think we can uh, we can establish that with the platform and like Casey Case. Like Casey Cajun's top forty. <laughs> Awesome, good um, yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I think it'll be awesome. I think we, we have a good local thing going on, and I want to keep that as best I can. Of course, if anybody around the country is listening and they want to call in and do the same thing, give me your give me your your, your deets. Yeah, you love when I say absolutely. That and speaking of that, Michael, good good segue right there. Listener Ooh. line six one seven eight two nine nine two eight three. That's six one seven eight two nine nine two eight three. If you want to call in, if you are shy, you can oh. text the line at six one seven. Seven six four nine two eight three. We'll be expecting my dad to call sometime <laughs> soon. I'll make sure I um, leave the room hope. when he calls. Oh, well, Mike, you better watch I'm... your words. Right, Mike. <laughs> He's listening. He's listening. It's expected. <laughs> I gotta log on right now. Listen to my son in his show. He's listening. What, oh, when did my dad come from Texas? I don't Texas? know. I don't know. It's just I. <laughs> I, I, I love. I love him. That's all. I'm just a about. tough guy. So speaking of amazing things and amazing places, tonight's guest, this week's food. Is Rude Awakenings Coffee House with Andy Jacobson right out of downtown Lowell, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Great local coffee shop. Been around for a while. We're really excited to pick his ear and get a little bit of his history and some new items they've been adding to their menu recently. Yep. And he's kept me awake many, many nights. Thank you very much. <laughs> I actually had his coffee before I came in, and I ran here. <laughs> in so, the snow. In the snow. That's, from Lowell. That's impressive. Well, yeah. Yeah. good coffee. Mike's pretty fast at running. <laughs> Agile. <laughs> Pictures will be on Facebook later on. You all judge for yourself. Move along. It's like a snow plot. I got stuck. <laughs> so this week's musical guest is uh, someone very near and dear to me. My partner in crime, Mr. Eddie Dyer, will be actually in studio with us at some point. He's probably listening right now, so you better get here, Eddie. Local legend. Local legend. Uh, and he will be in studio with us, so we'll have some laughs with Mr. Eddie Dyer. He'll be focusing on his original albums. Uh, and then we have Mama Kim's Weekly Beer Interview with Mr. Wayne Daigle of Solution Brewing in Chemsford. And we'll tell you all about that story. Chemsford. This is a cool story. Yep. Yeah, so we're uh, excited to do this. and uh, going to be a, a great show. We have a full show. We have oh, a full yeah, show. Absolutely. We always have a full show. Yeah. This is good. I yeah. feel good about this, gang. You feel good? <laughs> <laughs> you pesky kids. It wasn't you kids. It <laughs> wasn't for you meddling kids. We'd have a, <laughs> a good show. We'd have a good show for you meddling kids. <laughs> so we'll be right back. If you want to call in, 617-829-9283 or 617-764-9283 to text. We are on Wave Radio Boston. You can find us on waveradioboston.com or Wave Radio Boston Rocks on Facebook. We will be right back with Hal Holiday's Rockin' Food Review.
Have you seen Mountain? Lena? My advice to you, start drinking heavily. It's the best local station. Time to hit the button! Wave Radio Boston. Internet radio for the cassette generation.
want to hear your original music on Wave Radio Boston, email us, media at waveradioboston.com, with a song or two and tell us a little bit about you. We'll get back to you profiling your music and upcoming gigs. Join the real radio revolution and say F U to FM with Wave Radio Boston. Yeah, F U FM. Clearing my throat, and you hit the. Button. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my best. I have to be consistent with you. It wasn't my best moment. Oh, it's. Oh, you say that every week. But they're good. They're getting better. I, I, it is good. I'm you're learning. Not, you're not best moments are getting better. I had about like 17 hours to clear my throat, and I chose that exact moment. You're welcome, America. Well, you are listening to Hal Holiday's <laughs> Rocket Food Review here at Wave Radio Boston. I am Hal Holiday. We are with Mama Kim and Mike Lachance. You mm. just heard Love Song for Losers by Mr. Melvin Taylor. And after that was Vaccine by Chris Reddy. Both guys are on our show not too long ago. But today, we are welcoming Mr. Andy from Brood Awakenings. And I believe he's on the line waiting for us. Hey, Andy. I there? am now. <laughs> Hi, how are you today? What's up, Andy? I am well. Just looking at the snow coming out the uh, outside. I know it's crazy. I feel like it's been so so long that it feels foreign right now. Getting snow. Uh, we uh, we we you know we we can't complain too much. We've had pretty mild weather, so. Yes, yeah, speaking of mild weather, I've still seen people sitting outside your establishment up until pretty recent. Yeah, I mean, every now and then, uh, you know, it, it, thankfully, you know, I didn't keep the barriers sort of extended um, because I kind of knew that not too many people, I don't think we're, I, I don't think New England's ready for winter outdoor seating unless you're like up at a ski lodge or something like that, at least not yet. Well, maybe you need to bring some bonfires out there, some barrel fires. <laughs> See, I think, I think little lights. Fire pits would bring people out. I don't think the heaters do the do the job. Those like little mushroom heaters. I think you're right. I think fire pits would do the job, and I think you could roast your coffee beans over the fire pits and bring people <laughs> in. <laughs> Genius. We that would be maybe you know, onto something. That would be incredible. This is what I did. I'd be like, well, we house roast our coffee beans right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> do it yourself, roasting. Percolate a coffee. <laughs> So, Andy... Oh, it, would be, it would be, like, right back in, like, Nicaragua or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure we could find an em- empty, um, abandoned barrel somewhere downtown for you. <laughs> By the river, there's quite a few of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> so tell everybody a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the shop. Oh, my God. Um, so, Andy uh, Jacobson, um, you know, I live in Lowell, uh, Although I started, when I started the store, I was living in Methuen. Um, but now, as of like nine years, ten years ago maybe, I, I got into Lowell. Uh, the business itself, Brood Awakening Coffee House, is turned 15 this past Folk wow. Festival. Well, yeah. Folk Festival weekend. <laughs> no, long, one of the so, longest running we'll, businesses we'll, in Lowell. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there was, um, I think it was Cobblestones. And the old court, and I think then Life Alive. They opened the year before me, and uh, and then me. I think, so, and then you know, and then don't forget the Worthen others. Gabby's Cup. Yes, and the Worthen. The Worthen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there's. Yeah. I mean, I think for over, you know, fifteen plus, there's there's not a lot of us. 
Well, that, that's certainly something to be applauded, and uh, congratulations to you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so I have to... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, tell us a little bit about, you know, what makes you different. I mean, we all know you're a shop in, in Lowell, but for those listeners who may not have been, what, what sets you apart? Um, you know, you can certainly... We talked about the roasting and the beans, which I know that you do. Yeah, I mean, so when I when I started the place, you know, I, I looked at a bunch, uh, you know, I looked at Lowell and I looked at what was here. And at, at that time, there really were like three, we'll call it three different coffee places. There was your Dunkin' Donuts, which the only one there was at, um, at the corner of Central Street and, uh, and Merrimack. Uh, you have Rosie's, um, but when she was in the original, her original place and then Coffee Mill, and uh, so when I was looking at those places, I was like, you know, every single one of them is a little different in what it provides and the atmosphere and the hours, et cetera. So I wanted to look at it as, you know, going back to the old days, uh, you know, of the coffee shops, which, you know, where it was like a community place. People met and people just hung out and talked. Um, so that was sort of where my initiative, my sort of um, thought process was, and I wanted to obviously be open, so, you know, seven days a week if you're going to be a community shop and, you know, be open until, you know, out later hours. Uh, so, because again, each, each place was a little different, um, at the time on when, uh, what, when the stores closed. So, you know, so that's sort of where, really where I was looking at and, you know, and for a while, you know, I think we were, we were the only coffee shop at, at that point I was open, I think until 10 PM on the weekends because, um, what is now Bridgewell, um, used to be leased out by, and some of you may remember this, leased out by the owners of Blue Shamrock and they had the goth night <laughs> down there. Yes, Mike used to go all and, the time. <laughs> yep, and it was 18 plus, and, you know, they asked me, we worked out a partnership, and, you know, they asked me if I could stay open a little later because they were 18 plus, and, you know, to help caffeinate those under 21ers. And so, you know, we stayed it open till 10 for them, and, you know, but then, you know, they moved on and did that, um, those shows. So I went down to 9 o'clock and then stayed consistently. So... I think that's one difference. Uh, you know, we did have we did launch the open mic for poetry uh, just about 12, 13 years ago um, through Destination Bowl that um, Cool was uh, was doing. Uh, so we sort of had the longest running open mic in the city, although the past year <laughs> past year excluded. We'll we'll leave that as an asterisk. Yeah, it's called a closed um, mic for the last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although they were doing some stuff online on Zoom, I think on a regular basis. Um, I haven't um, haven't seen if they're um, if they're still doing that, but at least they were they've been able to continue. Um, so yeah, so you know, and you know, we just try to try to keep on expanding in, in like what we're doing and trying to stay with the times. You know, get it we. You know, getting the cold brew out there, uh, you know, at the beginning, uh, you know, and so just trying to, yeah, just trying to stay ahead of the, the game and looking at what's in the, in the coffee market. 
Well, I can tell you this. You've kept me going many, many mornings on my way to work or well, in between you. shifts. But uh, the thing I love about, if you haven't been there to Brood Awakenings, one of the things I loved the most about it, I think you captured that a little bit too, Andy, when you are talking, was um, the old school coffee shop. Uh, there's, there's certain businesses in Lowell that I've always gone into and felt like I wasn't in Lowell. We were somewhere else. And one, one of them is yours. I, mean, I feel like I'm in like Greenwich Village or... You know, it's just a really cool feeling walking in there. I, I, it's like escaping normal life for a second when I walk in and grab a cup of coffee, you know? Thanks. We actually got a lot of um, people saying that we were like a California uh, as well. I hate um, California. When we first opened. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, too, one of the things that, you know, besides the atmosphere and the hours, I mean, when you talked about the different, you know, demographics that the different coffee shops in Lowell serve, I think that one of the things that stands out in, in my mind most is that you guys are staying up with current trends. You're not just serving drip coffee. You know, you're, you're doing espresso drinks and you're doing like specialty teas and lattes, you know, introducing cold brew. Um, and then another thing that I, I saw that I, I have to say, I've still not made it down there um, in an evening and gotten one is um, one of your cocktails. Yes. We launched those two years ago, uh, you know, trying to see if, uh, but we, do, we, we are keeping it very niche and specific. Um, there are a lot of bars downtown, uh, you know, and a lot of them make great cocktails and focus on that. So we didn't want to be a place where, you know, you come for a martini. We'll, I want the bars and the restaurants to, to do that because that's their expertise. So what we're focusing on are basically cocktails that are work with our drinks. So, you know, we have like the coffee rum latte, which is a latte with um, with uh, Kraken's black coffee rum. You know, we do the Irish coffee, of course. Uh, the, we do do an espresso martini because you know we have espresso. And but Ted, we try to do Ted's bound to come in at some point. And, what is that? I said Ted's bound to come in at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So we. So we're trying to be a little different and and keeping it very niched in with coffee um, and tea based and and things that you'll find in a coffee house versus going you know versus your traditional drinks. Although I have Coke and although I have rum, you're not. It's not a place where someone's going to be able to get a rum and Coke or a shot of Hennessy. Or something like that. But we have like um, a toddy caliente, which is, you know, that's our take on um, the hot toddy, but we're using a different tea and we're using tequila and a cayenne honey. Or, uh, you know, the toddy kamai is, you know, we're playfully um, having fun with the fact that Hennessy is very popular. And so we have like a lemon ginger tea with honey and Hennessy in it. So, you know, so we're going to have a little fun with it, but definitely keeping it very specific. Oh, you're, you're making me want to run down there now and get one. That's, Actually, that's right up my alley. We're on the radio till 9. Can you hang out for about a half hour? I mean, it's snowing. I know, a nice, See, warm, can, caffeinated, and alcoholic that. drink. That's that's right up my I'll alley. Do a, I'll do a large black coffee, rum and coke, hold the coffee. <laughs> Um, Andy, tell us a little bit about the the, the sourcing of Hold your on, the beans are burning. Your your coffee <laughs> your coffee beans. So um, so about 
three years ago, I think it is, we did start roasting our own coffee. Um, at the very beginning, I had I kept to um, I was I was keeping it mainly single origin. Uh, so I started with a Nicaraguan, an Ethiopian. That's our dark roast Nicaraguans, our lightest roast. And sounds like uh, Mike's dating page. <laughs> what is that? Sounds like Mike's dating page. I dabble. <laughs> I dabble. Uh, and then, um, so then I moved into uh, importing um, beans from Cambodia. Um, so I did that one myself where the others I ended up, I was getting from, uh, from importers. So, uh, I, working with, uh, uh, who, well now, um, the house rep for the state, Vanna Howard, uh, she was working with Nikki Tongas then. She helped get me in touch with someone and through a chain of people I got in touch, I got uh, contacted in, with this um, organization in Cambodia who was working with small farmers. So I started importing my own, uh, importing coffee directly from them. Uh, went out to visit them as well. Uh, unfortunately, right before I was going last January to Cambodia to go visit the farmers again, and I got a, right before that happened, the organization I was working with went out of business. So my whole source um, and chain sort of through. So right now I don't have Vietnam, Cambodian, but I did bring on a Vietnamese um, bean as well as an Indian bean. So uh, we're using the Indian bean mixed with our Costa Rican um, for our espresso, our Costa Ricans for our cold brew, and then I have my drip coffees. Awesome. So yeah, so it's, it's been fun roasting. Yeah, and, and I think, too, it's, it's really, you know, interesting to hear you bringing in especially from this the southeast asian um countries too which i mean obviously have a huge impact in lowell with you know how many immigrants have come from there so what a great niche to have in downtown lowell yeah i'm hoping to get back with the cambodian coffee one of the contacts that i was working with um originally their look he's looking to see um he wants to get back into it so He's just, I'm just waiting for pricing and everything, and um, hopefully I'll be able to to get down there because, I mean, honestly, I'll, I'll, um, well, I mean, one, it, it's a different coffee, and two, you know, it's a good way to use my, uh, you know, my business expenses to go visit the farmers. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. little time. research and development, you know. <laughs> are you actually going exactly. to the countries? The countries are like the distributor in the United States. Um, well, for the Cambodian ones, I actually go to Cambodia to visit wow. uh, the farmers. Yeah, so that I've been there awesome. about I've been there three times already. Oh, that's awesome! How was it? It's it's beautiful. Uh, I I love it there. I mean, Phnom Penh is you know it's a large city, uh, but the rural areas like Badambang and uh, where I get the coffee Mandokri, uh, it's it's just so nice out there, the, you know, mountains and brown, you know, the, the sand, the reddish sand. Uh, it's, it's so nice. And the people are super, super friendly. What an so experience. It's, it's really a great place. That's incredible, man. Good for you. That, that's uh, something to be said right there. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, I mean, it is a great thing about coffee. Like, it's everywhere. And, you know, so <laughs> um, it's, never, it's never hard to say, 
like you said, Kim, R and little R and D. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Um, so we talked a lot about you know the food. I mean the drinks and the coffee. And so I know you have a pretty extensive food menu too that also draws a lot of people there. Yes. Um, so we do have uh, you know some breakfast sandwiches. You know like your eggs, sausage, egg cheese, ham, egg cheese. We do some bagel sandwiches, uh, and you know. Uh, and then we have some press sandwiches, but really haven't changed too much in regards to uh, those offerings. They've been the pretty much the staple for um, a while. We did uh, add avocado toast, I think, um, last year sometime. Uh, but from our press sandwiches, really nothing. So we have different options between from you know turkey, ham chicken, vegetarian, uh, same thing with our bagel sandwiches, um, the, probably one of the popular ones there, which I was very hesitant, um, given the fact that I'm Jewish. Uh, the locks. The, the Abraham um, with, the, <laughs> with the locks on it, the smoked salmon. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm definitely, whenever I see that on a menu, uh, that's where I'm leaning. So. Yeah, Kim is a huge locks and bagel fan. Uh, see, I never was a fan of that. Give me I'm, I'm okay. and give me knishes. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I, uh, I don't mind a little bit. I can't have this big, giant bagel with a ton of smoked salmon on it. You know what I mean? It's just like too much. <laughs> we, we, don't, we put like one good strip on each one. But for me, it, it is a texture thing, but it is very popular. I would take whitefish over the over oh, smoke lock. I'm with you on that one. Whitefish. Next time I come in, I complain. Hey, where's all the salmon? I'm just kidding. Uh, I want whitefish. Yeah, I want whitefish. I, I love the whitefish. One white, yeah, day, I'm, baby. I'm with you on the whitefish. Yeah. Good stuff, Andy. Uh-huh. So how do you, I mean, obviously COVID has probably hit you like it has most, but I would, I would like to think as far as a coffee shop, people still in and out, that it, it's, it's not affected you too poorly at this point. So, yeah, I mean, I I guess the one plus side is, you know, a coffee shop, the the model for most coffee shops is a takeout model already. So we really didn't have to change much of our operations for that. It's just, it is really just the ups and the downs. There's no, you know, obviously there's no, no, the banks are all working from remote. A lot of the businesses are, the Mm -hmm. students are, so... You know, the downtown's been affected with less people, um, but, you know, people are coming in, still want their coffee. Um, and we're not, I mean, we've got cocktails, but, I mean, unlike an, unlike a restaurant, we're not relying, uh, the, the cocktails are not the majority of my business. Mm-hmm. It's a very small, small percentage. So that, in effect, has helped me. Um, and last year, you know, I did get the, the first round of the payroll protection, which which was a huge grace, um, and that got me through until the summer when the state allowed for the outdoor seating, and um, so that helped. And, you know, in the end, you know, overall things, you know, I was down for the year, uh, but it definitely could have been a lot worse. So, you know, now we're just sort of waiting for the warmer weather to come and, you know, vaccinations will be back in by April or something. And um, have you seen an increase in your online ordering? Definitely. <laughs> Good. Um, 
you know, I we during this time we actually moved over from our one POS over to Square, um, so that we can do uh, a, online ordering through the website, and that has that has been hugely helpful because one, it's eliminated the need of phone calls. You know, while you're you got like four people in line and you're working on any something just trying to answer the phone and taking an order sort of ruins the flow a little bit. So the online um, through the website has been great. And we do do use, and we do use DoorDash as well, which is, um, which has been good. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, they did the, the, the fees have obviously gone down because the uh, state um, uh, voted in the captive fees of what they can charge restaurants. Uh, so, and it doesn't seem like it slowed down, given the fact that it looks like they passed on what they were losing from the restaurant to the customer. Hmm. Um, so, but we haven't seen a slowdown in that as well. So, that's been great for me, and I know from other restaurants, you know, that are using it, I know that that's helpful to them as well. Good, good, good. So, Andy, 15 years in business is uh, is quite the feat, first of all, in any type of business, especially uh, the, the food industry. So a couple of questions. Uh, what keeps you motivated and what do you attribute your success to? Um, I, I think it's, the, it's definitely, it's the people. Um, you know, I try to build a rapport with, you know, my customers. I probably have to say I have a little less of knowledge of who some of them in over the weekends because I try to stay away when I can, but um, at least during the week, you know, I know a good chunk of the impl- uh, the folks that come in, uh, you know, so, you know, just trying to keep a rapport. I mean, does it always go as planned? No. Um, but, you know, we try to try to help out where we can. So I think, you know, I think just getting to know your customers is, is one thing and trying not to just have them be a face. Um, which is one of the reasons why with our, um, we've always with our root club, which is like that buy seven, get one free type of thing. We've always tried to do the names versus, you know, someone just having a card to swipe is this way, you know, me and my employees were kind of forced to start knowing your names as well as your drinks. So, uh, you know, so you become a name and a face versus just a, a swiped card. Uh, so that's one, um, I think just trying to, you know, try to get involved into the community as much as you can. Uh, you know, I don't look at my business as it's just one-sided. Uh, so, you know, so I go out and, you know, go to different events, go different, um, you know, go to different nonprofit events. And, you know, the art, the Western House Studios are the, you know, what other open studios there are and the different restaurants. So, you know, in order... I, I'm expecting people to support local, then I do the same, and I try to hope and that my employees are doing that as well. So those would, I would say those are the two things, you know, community, employees, and customers. Well, that's, um, why, that's why you're on the show tonight, for sure, because we uh, understand <laughs> that that's what you do, so we love that. Uh, speaking of that, I was going to ask you about that, too, because uh, local is great, and you also have uh, local artists. Uh, works hanging in your in your establishment for sale and everything else and for view, right? Uh, yep. So we do monthly rotations um, with uh, with the majority of them are all local artists. Um, 
so yeah, so we do that. Um, obviously, the open mics um, is a local thing. Uh, so yeah, so um, we try we try to do in house. Um, all local, and you know whatever is not on the artist wall that's hanging up all the, around the rest of the store is art that um, you know that I purchased as well. So you know, again, they're doing me a favor by decorating my one the largest wall with artwork. Um, you know, I don't charge anything. I don't take anything except for if there is some if a customer who's buying the art is buying paying credit card. I'll just take the credit card fee, but all, all of that goes to the artist because I feel that they deserve it. Um, uh, so, yeah, so we try to do what we can. Well, we did have music years ago. Um, you know, maybe look at bringing it back at some point, but uh, as of right now, but we did all, we did local music at that, um, at one point as well. It's a two-way street. You know, here's a suggestion, if you don't mind me, uh, I know it's yeah. not easy getting musicians in there. Obviously, it's it's overhead and it's not a huge place. But there's a lot of musicians out there that have uh, original music that's already uh, downloaded, recorded, and everything like that. So I mean, if you, even if you're playing it on a rotation, that works out well for m- local musicians as well. Get the name out. That's that's actually uh, I have to figure. Yeah, I mean, right now we use we funnel everything through Sonos, so there's probably a way to. Bluetooth it from a phone. I, I you can start with Dyer Holiday. Andy, I was going to say I'd but sing. Yeah, no, that's what a shameless what? plug that oh, was, Dyer no. Holiday. Well, my God, no what shame. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anybody has certainly been to any events in out and around, you know, downtown in the Lowell area, um, you know, knows Andy, and it, it, he's not just saying that. He really is kind of a man about town that cares about his community, you know, obviously not just inside his coffee shop, but, you know, he's been very kind to people through the years. Um, I know you basically helped uh, Lydia help her start Sweet Lydia's by use of your kitchen, you know, just kind of being a little, you know, jumpstart to her business before she got that going, which was, which is really great. Yep. Um, so yeah, she was, she was, she was fun down in the basement because she, I mean, it gave me a little, you know, I guess, I love my employees, but without offending them, it gave me a little adult time. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a little, uh, a little, you know, friend, a little colleague time away from your employees. I'm sure. Exactly. And and and, 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 t- and taste testing through it all too. I'm sure it was fun. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> yep, suck. That, that was never a bad thing. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, we want to thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Um, if you could please remind everybody of what your exact location, um, Facebook, phone number, how and when they can order. Social security number, credit cards, birthday. <laughs> we want to make sure people know how to get you to you. I've got to help the Nigerian prince. Is that correct? <laughs> well, actually, now that you say that, I got an email today saying that you did get a billion dollars. A billion! Wow. Just just send Mike. Just send Mike Lachance fifty thousand dollars in cash, <laughs> and I'll be sure I send uh, King your way. I had to be careful. What I had to say. You'll get a you'll get a Burger King yeah. bag. And yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. send you the toy. Um, so uh, it's Brood Awakening Coffee House. Uh, we're located at sixty one Market Street, downtown Lowell. Um, when they're down, there's some nice yellow and white striped awnings to. Uh, basically be a landmark uh 
we're open seven days a week. Uh, we open during the week, 6.30 a.m., during the weekend, 7 a.m., and we're, we close at 9 p.m. every day. Uh, you can, we have indoor and some outdoor seating as well right now. You can order, uh, you can come in and order, you can call, um, but if you, we do prefer if you want, if you can, use our website at, uh, at uh, www.brewedawakening.com, and brood is spelled B-R-E-W-D, awakening. Um, and, um, and of course, uh, and also DoorDash as well. So, Gee, yeah. we might have to have you do um, all the reads every week. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Don't worry about it, Mike. Take a lesson. Andy, thank you so Mike, much, don't man. Worry. Thank you, buddy. I need, Andy, I need a friend. <laughs> thank you so much, Andy. We'll definitely be down for coffee, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely coming down for one of those cocktails real soon. So. We'll have one waiting for you. Thank she's you actually so gonna much. Go, she's going to go now on she's break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all. Thanks, Andy. Andy, thanks so much, man. We'll talk to you soon. I'll see you uh, one of these mornings soon. Sounds good. Have a great night, everyone. Drive safe. Thanks, buddy. All right, bye. All right, so that was Andy Jacobs of Brood Awakenings Coffee House in Lowell. We want to thank him for being on the air tonight with us here at Hal Holiday's Rockin' Food Review. We uh, can't say enough about Brood Awakenings. I mean, it's amazing, right? Yeah, it's it's a great spot. It's a great little drop-in, um, you know, especially back when – before COVID, when everybody felt a little bit more comfortable to go out, but now obviously you have many different ways to um, still get their product. And they were lucky with, too with the city to get that nice expansion out into the street with some of the barriers too. And we're hopeful um, that the city will continue to do that, you know, even into summer months, maybe, you know, without COVID, because it really added a nice little element to the city. So they had that nice little um, curb, curb appeal there downtown. Absolutely. So we uh, we had a text, and I'm going to wait till Mr. Eddie Dyer comes in. He's going to get here soon. Uh, we're going to talk to him right after this break in a little bit. Uh, it's a text. Uh, it says, why do you think Beethoven was such a good composer by Christian, who's eight years old? Mm-hmm. We're going to answer that question when we get back on Hal Holiday's Rock and Food Review. Can we all answer it? We could all have our own opinions, absolutely. Okay. That's what we're here for. I think we give our opinions on a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. I'm more uh, of a Tchaikovsky fan, but uh, we'll go with well, that. That's okay. That's all right. I get it. Uh, yeah. well, whatever. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking Beethoven the dog. Uh, maybe he's talking about the movie. I don't yeah. know, but uh, I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can get clarification. Okay. You can, can get, get clarification. clarification. That's great. <laughs> uh, no Googling. <laughs> Nobody Google. No. You have your own opinions on this one, okay? What is Google? Uh, you can reach us at 617-829-9283. Or Texas at 617-764-9283. I know that uh, Papa Andre has already uh, called, but Eddie wasn't here yet, so he's going to call back, I believe, in a little bit. Lucky That's me. our weekly Papa Andre segment, which lucky, I call lucky, it. Lucky me. Yeah, we, we, we have to see, though. He might be, too, he might be busy. Uh, not, I bet you he finds time. <laughs> I'm not I leaving. Hope so. I'm not leaving. You're I leaving. So. <laughs> You're leaving. God damn, I'm not leaving. All we'll right. see. We'll see what happens when he comes. Hell no, Mike won't go. So we are Hal Holiday's Rocket <laughs> Food View. I am Hal Holiday, Mama Kim, and Mike Lachance. We'll be right back in about six or seven minutes to continue this saga. Dun, dun, dun.
Ken Carter. We are cold calling this afternoon. Call us at 617-829-WAVE or shoot us a text at 617-764-WAVE. I will text you. I don't wanna go home. Don't wanna leave the friends that I made. I wanna stay. So I'll write a song that I'll hum till I land the JFK. A lucky charm, a sort of serenade. Stay. I'm leaving, but I love you. 
Wave Radio Boston is now available on smart home devices through our new streaming partner, Live 365. On Amazon devices, enable the Live 365 skill, then ask to play Wave Radio Boston from Live 365. If you have other platforms, link up with Live 365 and ask to play Wave Radio Boston from Live 365. We encourage you to listen through a good speaker, but if you are listening on your smartphone, the best way is with the free Live 365 app, available in your app store. Don't forget to go to anchor.fm to listen to on-demand podcasts of our previous shows. Thanks for listening to Wave Radio Boston. Yeah, welcome back. You are here at Hal Holiday's Rocket Food Review. I am Hal Holiday with Mama Kim and Mike Lachance, and Kim's giving him the hell yeah, I can read. Ugh, I, I, I gotta read uh, fast. I put some bad papers up fast, and I read a wave radio. That's, 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 that's Mike, the good old Catholic school. We, we should probably get Mike uh, the reads in Braille. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be interesting to. So, uh, to communicate over live radio. So the first song you heard on the break was <laughs> Love Me by Cold Car. Uh, they're going to be here uh, next week, I believe it is, which is kind of cool. So you get to hear a little bit of that before they come on. And after that was the Almighty Buck with Old San Juan. And you just heard from Andy Jacobson from Brood Awakening in Lowell, Massachusetts. And our, our boy, Mr. Eddie Dyer, has just showed up to the studio. He said, hey, hey, hey. hey. what's Woo! happening, everybody? How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great. It's nice to be on this end of the table. Uh, it's I don't know see, where he came from. It's he good to see you that far into the table, too. It's nice. <laughs> as, as mysterious as he is, he just appeared. You know, I don't think I've seen Eddie without a mic in front of his face in six years, so it's kind of weird. <laughs> Okay, the entire time we just didn't notice him until now. Uh, th- this goes out to Eddie. All right, there we go. Slice out. I haven't done my on-air crack yet. I, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta figure that out at some point. So uh, yeah, we had Eddie Jacobson from Brood Awakening, and uh, Eddie had just come in, and we were just talking about how uh, it's a good segue to our next segment after we take a next break, and Eddie comes on and talks about his music and stuff. But Eddie. Uh, you did an album release at Brood Awakening. That's correct. In 2008, uh, we had the CD release party for Into Doves of Grey on Rootsucker Records. Our friends in Ichabod and that whole scene uh, from Lowell, Dave Iverson. Uh, Dave Iverson, and, yeah, yeah. Dave Tornstrom made that possible, and uh, that was such a good time, and they were just super cool. Well, that's awesome, man. That's, uh, that, that just goes to show you that Annie's been around for a long time. Uh, doing this thing out there at Brood Awakening. So, you know, we really love that. So, Eddie, I'm glad you're here for this question. We got a question from an eight-year-old Christian text in and said, what do you think, why do you think Beethoven was such a good composer? Why was Beethoven such a good composer? It's not a joke. It's a, it's a real <laughs> question. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think... I think it's a chicken or the egg thing because there's obviously something that we hear in his work that resonates with us through time. And whether he had an eye or an ear for that is not for me to say because I don't know his story enough. But I would say... Yeah, you were born, what, 10 or 12 years after Yeah, him? right, yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. But, uh, you know, if, if you can recognize something inside of yourself that other people can resonate with and you can put it into a piece of artwork, then that's a recipe for good stuff. I agree. I'm going to say, uh, one... Uh, like you just said, it kind of uh, the egg or the chicken, but he obviously was revolutionary in music, and if it wasn't for his music, it probably wouldn't be a lot of the music today. 
Uh, two, how many hundreds of years has it been since he's been a composer? Or has one, it two? two carry the one. You know, off the top of your head, maybe Divide 200? Divide by two, multiply it by it's, it's easily been longer than 20 years. I would say about 20. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say 20 right. to 21 years. Yeah. I, w- I was going to say it, probably because he was brilliant. He was just born brilliant. Yep. He didn't, and I don't believe, I believe he didn't read music, right? I think it was all ear. And was he one of those half deaf? Deaf in one ear? He huh? was he was deaf in one ear. I I would imagine he, he, he had to have known how to read music because I mean I think that was the language that the, you know that they used at the time. But uh he was deaf in one ear, much like Brian Wilson. Oh, there you go. So those guys are a little far off in age, but yeah. So Christian, eight year old Christian, should check out Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. There you go. Pet sounds, Christian. Pets, that's it. Pet yes. sounds. God only knows. Mike, what I is your take on Beethoven? Since it's uh, Christian's, uh, I think knows you, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Beethoven. Well, given the sweatshirt I'm wearing tonight, Beethoven is the motorhead of his generation. <laughs> yeah, he's the motorhead of his generation. Totally pre Wurzel. I like yeah. what you said. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't fast drinking. Fast Eddie, Fast Eddie was in it. No, I, I think no, I think no Jack Daniels though. He's just pounding no, no, wine and yeah. we are Mount, we are Beethoven. <laughs> I didn't know he he revolutionized stuff. I mean, there's like you said to this day and age, there's musicians that might take clips of what he did because of what he did, and you know. So do we think that Elvis and the Beatles will be the Beethoven of 150 years from now? I. I don't see why I don't see why not. Uh, yeah. I think that uh, my twelve-year-old my son and I were just having this conversation about, you know, your generation just likes Led Zeppelin and the Beatles, and I'm like, <laughs> well, so does every generation since yeah. those yep. artists have existed, and um, you know, I think that that's what happens with great pieces of work is they they transcend time. Any artist worth their salt has an eye for. Uh, posterity. Well, Eddie's Eddie's forty eight and his son's sixty two. Yeah, right. So <laughs> <laughs> it feels that way sometimes. Who's, who's the parent? Oh, his son's yeah. Chuck Norris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels that way sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, you listen to Wave Radio, Boston. If you got any questions tonight, call us at six one seven eight two nine nine two eight three. Or text us if you're shy, 617-764-9283. Thank you, Christian, for texting us tonight. Thanks, we Christian. We appreciate that. Uh, you can catch us on Wave Radio Boston Rocks on Facebook or media at waveradioboston.com if you want to email us or uh, send any suggestions in. If you do want your restaurant or business or music or anything like that on Wave Radio Boston, please email us at waveradioboston.rocks. Right, Mama Kim? Right. Yeah. Get, be in touch. We're always looking for the next local spot to highlight. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Nope. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Mr. Edward Dyer, who's in the studio with us tonight. Uh, and I'm so excited because I haven't seen you since we mixed our record. It's like he's giddy. No. It's, like, it's like a, like a 10-year-old but, girl but seeing you, Elvis. You do have to understand that these two, for many months, Six couple years. of years, <laughs> saw each other three times a week, will at, this, at least. Will at this, least, minimum will this three times a week. stop them from meeting halfway like two rabid dogs sniffing? Yeah. I, I was just going to say, he like as I was trying to walk in the door and he was humping my leg. I'm like, come on, come well, on. He, he marked his territory outside hoping you'd sniff in. The that's because he was sniffing my butt as he was me. <laughs> how, do you, how do you think I got here? I don't trust Google Maps. I thought it was just a new greeting you gave. I, that's, I, just, I, I told him, follow the yellow snow trail. Right. <laughs> All right, boys. Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh, what does yeah, that mean? You'll get nothing like it. <laughs> oh. We'll be right back on Wave Radio Boston Rocks. 
<laughs> I am Hell Holly at Hell Holly's Rock and Food Review. We'll be right back. <laughs>
Here, Hal Holiday's Rockin' Food Review. I'm Hal Holiday with Mama Kim and Mike Lachance, and we got Miss Eddie Dyer in studio with us tonight. That last song you just heard was uh, Just Once, the first one you heard, sorry, Just Once by Peter Lavender, who was our guest last week, and Stay by Ariel Strusser, who was our very first guest on Hal Holiday's Rockin' Food Review. So we want to thank them for being on the show, and we'll always support local. Awesome. Thank you. Peter Lavender, still listening to him. I know. So Ma- good. Mike is oh. addicted to Peter Oh, my Lavender. God. Yeah. I, I don't know if you heard the show last week, but I listened I to his, his whole album. Yeah. It was like a, a, a Saturday ritual. Absolutely. That was awesome. Yeah. Did, Absolutely. Did the lady in the red dress with the harp? Resume? No, Krista Bird showed up. <laughs> he sang. Lady in red. Lady in red. Yes. 
So uh, we get a text on the line that says, I'm enjoying the melancholy vibe tonight. Suits my mood. Check out Nick Cave's new album, Just Hit in a Piano, covering his body of work. Solid melancholy vibe. Thank cool. you very much for that text. We appreciate that. We'll keep you on Paul Boucher's melancholy vibe show. Who is the text from? Uh, it says Jennifer Lucas. Hey, Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. Thanks for listening. Thanks and on for the, listening. And then on the line, we have a gentleman on the line named Pete who wants to talk to us. Hello, Pete. Good evening. Hey, boss. <laughs> Sounds like we know this voice. It's almost like if Dad calls in. Yeah, I, know, I know it's Papa Pete. He's like <laughs> shit. He's like, s- who do you have over the house? Who's there right now? <laughs> I smell pot for the radio. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, brother? That's right. That's right. I just wanted to take take the opportunity since the, the both of you are in one place. Uh, uh, you know, I like to uh, do, do my praise sparingly. Well, not sparingly, but uh, efficiently. And just thank uh, both both uh, you and Eddie uh, for coming on with us, and of course with uh, with Kim and Mike as well. But you, you know, you guys you guys jumped on, jumped on and uh, have really done a great job with your uh, individual shows. They're both very different from one another, but they're both excellent. And uh, I, we couldn't be happier to have you guys on board here at Wave Radio Boston. So I just want to say thanks. Uh, to both of you for for coming on, to all of you really for coming on, uh, and uh, that we're all enjoying the show. Great! Now Eddie's oh, cr- now Eddie's crying over there in the corner. <laughs> Thanks so much, Pete. We're really I gotta tell you, we stopped. Uh, we had to stop playing uh, live uh, for the listeners at home who may not know. Um, Paul and I are a music duo, Dire Holiday, and we've been playing live consistently for a good four or five years. Six, my friend. Yeah, six, six I know, years. it feels like yesterday, but six. And, and it's just, and with the COVID and everything, and everything shutting down, we had to wrap, we were able to do some outdoor stuff over the summer, and for that we were blessed. And we had to shut things down towards October, and this has just been an absolutely seamless transition, it feels like. And it's helping relatively maintain both of ours, of our sanity. And, but uh, and there's not much of that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he said <laughs> relative. Relative, yeah, like humidity. You know, but what what they're doing here on the on the rock and food review is so huge right now because they are lifting so many people up, so many local people who do not have a way to reach people and, you know, be it as a musical artist, be it as a restaurateur, it's, it's hard. It's hard to be out there in the world right now and, you know, more than usual and what they're doing uh, to lift people up. Uh, Iris, I have all the respect in the world for it. Great. Now I'm crying. <laughs> I'm not crying. You cry. No, you are. I don't want to say I changed the uh, landscape of the show here. Okay, then don't. Anyway, pretty confident, uh, <laughs> pretty confident I've changed the entire damn landscape of the show. Pete, man, thank you so much for calling thanks, in, brother. And thank yeah, you for thanks, the opportunity. Yeah, yeah thanks uh, for the opportunity. We'll yeah. make sure we that clean the kegs up before said. we leave. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, no, you, one of your youngest fans just wants to say hi real quick. Awesome. Hi. Hey. hey who's this? It's Parker. Hey, Parker. Parker. Hey, Parker. Good Parker's to see you. Parker in the house. Parker, yeah. Thanks for calling in, buddy. You're welcome. <laughs> you're going gonna to come down to the studio sometime and join us. Okay. <laughs> All right. You've got to think of a song you want to play for us, though. 
It's like okay, Beethoven. Well, he, yeah, somebody's got, somebody's got to go to bed now. There's a big radio. Stuff. All right, Pete. Okay, <laughs> Pete. Okay, okay, All Pete. Right. You go to bed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll see you, brother. Thanks Thank you. so much, guys. We'll be listening. All right, Thanks, man. Thanks Pete. so much. Thanks a lot. All right. See, that was Pete right there, who uh, is the wave radio master. Master. I thought we were in trouble. I know. I thought he heard about the party we have going on right now. <laughs> I'm going back. I'm like, did I say anything insulting? Did I insult like a, a culture? Did I do something wrong? Oh, man. Sorry, Pete, in advance, buddy. So, uh, so uh, we are in studio tonight with Mr. Eddie Dyer, who is our next guest. Eddie! Hey, what's happening, folks? You know, and I just said to Kim, I go, it's nice actually having uh, somebody in studio. Because <laughs> the phone thing gets really tricky sometimes. And we're getting good at it now, I think. But having people in the studio is much easier to look in your eyes and gaze at you across the table. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Okay, oh, oh, look oh my, my God. eyes and you'll, uh, <laughs> you'll see hell. And, and before we get to you, Eddie, there's a gentleman on the line that would like to talk to you who calls in every week. It's okay. It's I'm Papa Andre. Like <laughs> oh, no. Oh, where should I go? Michael, you can stay in a room this week. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, you have buddy. Permission. I was actually getting my headphones off and I was walking out the door. <laughs> yeah, well, just hold on to it for a few more minutes, okay? <laughs> but don't get too comfortable. But don't get too yeah, exactly. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny that you found time for the owner of the station, but I was put on hold for an hour and a half? <laughs> I'll tell you. Well, you're not paying. How those things work. You don't own the station. Eddie, if only you had some Good connections. <laughs> How you doing? Not yet. <laughs> Good, Ed. How are you? Somebody. I'm great. I'm yeah. great. I, I'm just uh, thrilled. I, I drove down here in this in this insane weather. But, you know, yeah, but, I mean, you well, know. I actually tried to bail you out. I called earlier to say I'll tie, I'll tie up some of the time so Eddie can take his time driving in, and they said, no, that, not tonight, Dad. Goodbye. Call oh, back later. No, no, we said don't ever tell Eddie to take his time because he'll show up tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Well, you know that you guys are quite special because I'm calling you in the middle of Wheel of Fortune. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God, Vanna. But you got it in oh, before oh, you, Jeopardy. You, you mean this? <laughs> you know, if it was if it was hey. Jeopardy, you might not, I might not be on. <laughs> That's great. I hate so that. So anyway, I Tax just wanted to make sucks. sure I didn't disappoint anybody. By the way, I don't think that Elvis is going to be remembered in the same light as your old composers. Really? No? No. Maybe the Beatles. Maybe the Beatles. They wrote stuff. Elvis never wrote a song, did he? And Elvis actually stole the blues. So you but... don't think that he'll be recognized like Sinatra? <laughs> the old composers. <laughs> I don't think Sinatra wrote anything either, did he? Uh, no. I don't believe so. No, these, these, these were... Didn't. The Beatles wrote a lot. Right, right. These, these were crooners, the you know... the Boys, of course. Your, your favorite, Eddie it, Bryan. It, well, exactly. You know, uh, that's that's what I wonder is, is it folks, you know, who've written the more... The, the more complex stuff, um, maybe less song-oriented, folks like uh, Brian Wilson or uh, Frank Zappa, you know, um, or, or even a John Zorn, well, you know, will those be the people who are remembered? But I mean, uh, but at the same time, I can't see the Beatles not being remembered because not only no, are they those recordings I'm saying Elvis solid. probably will be remembered as a performer, but sure. not as a... Well, I think I was re- remembered for breaking ground on things that were never done before uh, for a white artist well, or, he was actually or any radio artist. Rock and roll guy. Yeah. Well, I like Elvis when he was called Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> I like Chuck Berry. I like, I like Chuck Berry when he told Beethoven to roll over. <laughs> <laughs> well, see that? We even planned this. Yeah. That was nice. See, we're like a real Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis thing going on. <laughs> Guess yeah. who I, I know. Yeah, I know. you're both dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for Sammy to show up, then we'll really have a Well, let me show. tell you something, babe. 
He's here right now. <laughs> Coke and take a sunrise. Sprinkle it with you. Well, this is hey, a. Mike, you're pretty good. Yeah, not bad, huh? This, I have a, I have a couple drums? impressions. You can stay. I have a couple impressions in my back pocket I hadn't pulled out yet. My I favorite will. is when you he play drums, it. Mike. Do I play drums? Yeah. No, Bob Nash does. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh, you had to go there. That's, That's the first one. I got to go there. Now we got to get out of here. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that Paul's not. Is Paul listening? Yeah, I'm here. I'm running the board. Yep, I'm listening. No, the other Paul. No, oh, probably my, not. My, my brother Paul? Yes. I think so. I thought that's why you did that cheap shot. <laughs> I got to be careful. I'm, I'm on live air. I, I can say anything I want right now. Don't best, forget. He's the best drummer in the it's state. Not, it's not uh, FM radio. You can say whatever you want. Exactly. And a, not only is it live, but it can be re-listened rebroadcast. He's the best it's all drum, recorded. Yeah. He's the best drummer in the state of confusion. <laughs> well, I, I thank you, Kim, for giving me a few minutes this evening. Oh, any, any, I, I any love, time I love how you. anything that happens, it's always thank you, do you Kim. Do you guys want to take well, off? yeah. She's... you guys want to take off and give Kim the whole uh, the ship here? Well, you know, we, no, you we know, could. When I, went in the blue, when I was in the blue room earlier, Kim told me what I could talk about and <laughs> what I couldn't talk about. So, I, I, I laid down the parameters. Did I miss interview. where the blue room was? Is it uh, in the back? We'll show you later. <laughs> well, listen, I'm with her. You had to take that damn Joker makeup off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you guys go back to your show, and I uh, thank you for allowing me to come on. Well, thanks for calling so in. So good to hear your voice. Talk to you next week. Yep, see you next week. Okay. Bye, Andy. Thanks. Mike, if you're still there. He might be in the blue room. I'm always here. Be good, Eddie, Papa. Looking forward to seeing you guys soon somewhere. Uh, yeah, gonna right make there. it happen. Likewise, buddy. Thank you. All, All right, right, guys. Have a good night. Talk to you Bye, soon. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye. Take care. Bye, bye. So that was our weekly segment with Papa Andre, who calls in every week. We want to thank him for calling in tonight. Uh, yeah, hopefully he'll see us hey. soon. Hey, me and Eddie are both. Me and Eddie are both half vaccinated, so together we're one hundred percent vaccinated. <laughs> so if I sit in your lap, Eddie, we're. 100% vaccinated. So in half his lap. <laughs> That's why we do radio, not TV. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. I'll record it. All right, so back to the real stuff here. we got Mr. Eddie Dyer's here tonight. We're going to actually talk to Eddie about, uh, he's, a, he's a legend in the area uh, and in New England, and we're going to talk to him about his stuff. So, Eddie, tell us about yourself, my friend. I know everything about you, except for your what color underwear you're wearing right now, but other than that. Blue. <laughs> now I know everything about you. I would have said none. <laughs> Well, what can I say? I'm a Lowell boy. I grew up in in Lowell, and uh, I'm uh, obsessed with music. I'm obsessed with um, I'm obsessed with uh, the chameleons, the people who've sort of just um, paid no attention to, to genre. <laughs> I grew up in that, you know, growing up in the 80s, it, it feels like in, in, in specifically in pop music in the 1980s, that was when it was either, okay, this is, this is hip hop, this is heavy metal, this is thrash metal, this is... New wave. This is new wave. You know, this is punk. This is hardcore. This is old school. This is Brit pop, you know? And, yeah, yeah. and so, like, everything was just so dissected. And, yeah, you know, and... Uh, my big influences are folks like you know the Beatles later in you know latter day specifically latter day when they sort of moved away from from genre the white album's a perfect example of that where you have you know a dance hall sounding song like honey pie you know uh, 
Exactly. You know, uh, right across the street from happiness is a warm gun, which is just, you know, some sort of surreal, you know, acid rock. And then you have something like Blackbird that's just, you know, sort of very pastoral and, and very intimate. But, you know, then you have Helter Skelter, which is complete insanity. And Back to the USSR. Yeah, you know. You know so during, during the Cold War, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so that's kind of that was kind of the place I always came from because, you know, I mean, I remember, and I, I don't know that it's necessarily like this as much as when we were growing up. There's certainly an element of it, but, you know, somebody was either a punk or a metalhead or a hip hop, you know, person. And it's just like, I never what fit, a, I never categorized any of that. Well, exactly. I, I, I got along with everybody. I, I wasn't in those groups. I was, I listened to everything. It was just so stupid. It yeah. was just, I, I mean, you know, and, and it, and, I, I I would say those divisions are, are probably inherent or indigenous to um to to that age. Yeah, you know, they made a movie years. called The Breakfast Club. I mean, that's basically what it was. Right, right exactly. Yeah, <laughs> The Breakfast Club is a perfect example. You know, but you know, um, I always found it incredibly limiting. And I would say if there's a central theme to my work, that's it's that that's just you know uh, it it. I don't know where it's going to go next, but, you know, um, I'll put my heart and soul into it, you know, and, uh, and I'll do what serves the song more than anything else. Cool. No doubt, man. I mean, you're, uh, I'm, obviously, I know you pretty well, and uh, you're, you're about as diverse as I am with tunes. Um, you know, you're all over the board. So we're going to hit a couple of tunes right now, if you're cool with that. All right. Eddie, uh, Paul, Paul, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the first song we're going to talk about is Inside the Forest, so tell us a little bit about that. Inside the Forest is basically sort of about the, uh, of just, you know, am I, am I being heard? Am I making a sound? Uh, at the time I wrote it, I was in a pretty discouraged place as, as an artist wondering if I was reaching anyone at all. And so... The song sort of addresses that, but it also comes down to the resolution that it's it's an in- inward process. Uh, you know, as much as it, it, you you kind of dress it up as an outward process, but creative realization, re, you know, realizing your vision is very much a journey inside the self, and that alone makes it worth it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's... Yeah, I can't even say anything to that. Like, it's, uh, you know, you think you're doing this for release, but it's actually inner type of thing that's, you're asking yourself your own questions right. at that point in time. Yeah. Uh, I can totally relate to that. So, and then the next one I'm going to do after that is, and then there's Whiskey, which is uh, Kim. Oh, Mama love Kim loves this song because <laughs> she <laughs> loves whiskey. And Mike loves whiskey. I love the song now it's and more whiskey. such a great whiskey. song to listen to in a bar. And, and the coolest thing about this, going Thanks back to so that much. punk level and that hardcore type level, is you had uh, a very talented and uh, impressive guest that sang on this song, right? Yes, that was the amazing Jerry A. of Poison Idea. They are probably... One of my all-time favorite rock and roll bands, and uh, the best way to describe Poison Idea is picture Black Flag and the MC5 having sex in a dumpster. You got the jams! It sounds like my Saturday <laughs> night parties. <laughs> I want to know who's listening right now who knows the MC5, because that band actually kicks ass. Oh my MC god. MC5 is one of the best 
un, such an undiscovered, underrated band. That's so Sorry true. Sorry that, but I, it's, yeah. yeah. No, Absolutely. Yeah. I, in such fact, Kick Out band. the Jams was the first song I pl- ever played on, on my uh, show that I have here on WaveRadioBoston.com. That's right. Double click radio, Sundays, 12 to 2 Eastern. <laughs> no, so, no shit was plugged Didn't there. sound like a plug at all. <laughs> <laughs> like that setup, though? I set you well, up. I'll you tell you what. <laughs> the first song I ever played on that show. Well, tonight, you're on Hal Holiday's Rocket Food Review. Yeah, and I'll just play, I'll say this. I'll say the first line of the song the entire time. And I, and I would say there was nothing shameless about that at all. That was no. That was, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I can't. Perfect. I gotta pick on Eddie. Well, we're, we're all one big happy family here. <laughs> of course at we Wave are. Radio Boston. What part so, of the family am I from? Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of Wave Radio Auburn. Boston, if you want to call the listen line six one seven eight two nine nine two eight three or text us six one seven seven six four nine two eight three for any questions from Mr. Eddie Dyer. Uh, please do so. Right now, we're going to start, uh, start the hour off with Inside the Forest, and then there's Whiskey by Mr. Edward Dyer. Woo-hoo.
Like our Facebook page at Way Radio Boston Rocks. You'll get show announcements, polls, and maybe some behind-the-scenes content that you can't get anywhere else. You can even make song requests. Try that with any FM station. All this can be yours by liking Wave Radio Boston Rocks on Facebook. Join the real radio revolution and say F you to FM with Wave Radio Boston. Yeah, we are back here on How Hot is Rockin' Food so, Review so with perfect. someone who can read. So perfect. <laughs> I have Hal Holiday. That was Mama Kim right there. She can read well. This is Mike Lachance who doesn't read very well, but you know he's a good guy anyway. We like to have him in here. I want to use a recording of you reading on my show. Just just hit play. You what know, the hell yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Can, I, can I do a reading? It's almost like she has a button. I just hit the button and she starts reading. Like you know, it's like some days are easier than others. So uh, <laughs> welcome back with Mr. Eddie Dyer on the show tonight. You just heard uh, Inside the Forest, and then there's Whiskey. Woo. With yeah, that's just, yeah. I don't, when I when don't whiskey know comes in, it's usually a good time. <laughs> it's always a good time. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because uh, me and Eddie are synonymous with whiskey. It's kind of, uh, kind of our thing that we do when we play. It's, you know, guitar, song, singing, whiskey. So, oh, God damn, yeah. <laughs> we have to, right? I mean, Hell yeah, baby. So I miss those days. We're, we're, we're due for a little Jameson writing session, by the way. I just have to say that. That we are. That we are. So, uh... Eddie, arrangements on those songs, man. I know uh, I can tell you. I know. I know. Just, <laughs> just go ahead. Just say it. <laughs> um, inside the forest, um, the I basically um, went into Bob Nash's studio and used. Uh, Hold on a second. Twice. Here we go. That's, that's twice. twice that's we twice. So listen, I don't mean to cut you off, but we sure. Bob Nash comes up every week on the show from every guest. Well, shit, why wouldn't he? So we're going to call it from now on 10 Degrees to Bob Nash instead of Kevin Bacon. Because Hell he's yeah. everything. We have to come up everything. with like a dinger or something. Is there a sound bite like <laughs> of, a, of a blow hole? Like, <laughs> if Bob Nash comes up or like a, like a seagull or something we can play? There it is. What is Bob Nash for 400? We'll call it Half Wits with Bob Nash. <laughs> <laughs> Too long. Yeah, it is. All right. It's fun though to press buttons. <laughs> it is fun to press buttons. What does this one do? So, with Inside the Forest, uh, originally appeared on um, my uh, album from was released in 2016, and it's called "Love Is at the Heart of This Thing," comma right question mark. It, you know, nice and oh, short, I you were nice and concise. Like, I, I, but. Uh, <laughs> That's Charles Greenwood on the drums. He is, uh, he's just a force in nature, this kid. And the rest of it was me playing um, synth, and um, all the synth was from, uh, you know, I did it on MacBook. And I just wanted to, you know, create a dense space. And the piano is a phenomenal local musician, a soul queen by the name of Zoe Knight. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, she's she, incredible. Yeah, her I like, actually want to get her on here so bad. That album she put out last year, The Good, is phenomenal. Really good. Excellent. And, you know, so um, anyway, she played the piano on this. She played, she's got this absolutely amazing uh, grand piano. And I recorded the vocals up with James Linden Schmidt, who also produced um he also uh mixed then there's whiskey Very cool. so um then there's whiskey came about with the phantom notes they were my live band still still are once we get out of this 
freaking you know COVID nightmare, and uh, we brought in uh, that's Ed Newton on bass, uh, Jimmy Otis, love me uh, some on, Ed Newton on accordion, and uh, Jimmy and, and Jimmy. I play <laughs> Jimmy and I play uh, in a group called uh, the the Drumlins together, and Stephen Hardigan on the drums, and he also plays the percussion. He does he uses a lot of found objects on there, and Justin Spicer uh, was playing the uh, the electric guitar on that and um i recorded the acoustic guitar i wrote the song and uh i did the mandolin as well uh that was recorded by a friend of mine named brian roy out of westford and then it was mixed by james linden schmidt of crafted recordings awesome man that's uh you know like i said i'm pretty familiar with you and um i just know your 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 insides now as far as how you produce and how you uh Recording. It's quite remarkable, actually, to watch it happen because, uh, you know, in just with me and you as well, you know, I'll be like, what the hell was that? And then the next thing you know, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. How'd that happen? <laughs> you know, so any, any all the voices in your head and my friend are working out very well. Well, so far, knock on wood, <laughs> you know. <laughs> tell, tell them I said hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's amazing seeing how, you know, in a studio and how writing and, and putting things together come about. It's an old story with Stephen Tyler from Aerosmith. Excuse me, Mama Kim song. And during, uh, I think it was Sweet Emotion, you hear that in the background. Yeah. That was a sugar packet. Yep. And he said that was a, the, 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 the Maracas broke in, the, in their, their case, the traveling bag. Yeah, sugar packets are cheap. You can get them at Denny's on your road trip. You found so. a sugar packet, and that's what they played. And it's like yeah. amazing it's, how you hear something go, that'll never work. And then when you hear it, you go, holy shit, that actually well, worked pretty well. It's funny it's, you say that because that's one of the things I hate when people say, it doesn't work, or that's not going right. to work. Right. We haven't tried it yet. So don't tell me it's not going to work until we try it. You right. know, I hate that, yeah. especially in a studio, because you can make anything work possibly in a studio if you give it a shot and at least try it. There's nothing to lose, but try it, right? Well, that's the thing, you know, with a recording studio is I used to tell people for a long time until I started playing live again, people would ask what instrument I play, and I would always say the recording studio. <laughs> because in it's... Yeah, yeah, and in my yeah. opinion, it's it's a limitless palette. You know, if it sounds good, it is good. It, yep. it works. And, you know, these are the people I always studied uh, growing up, people like Brian Eno, who would take, you know, almost like ideas from almost like method acting, and he would take concepts from... All these, all these different uh, creative practices. Um, I think he was educated. He had an art background, a European art background, and you know he would come out with, you know, he would hand cards to the musicians and say, you know, imagine the year is twenty two thirty nine and you're playing in a in a rave on the moon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you no, know, no, and you've got to do it. Like, yeah. Even with the album that we recorded, man. Like, my daughter came in and did a song. She sang a song on the album that Eddie wrote. How many years ago did you write that song, Eddie? Segway Silent. I wrote Segway Silent in nineteen ninety eight. I want to say. Okay, so this is two thousand twenty that we recorded wow. with my daughter. Yeah. No, we ta- recorded it in 2020. Gotcha. Yeah, that's right. With Just my reminding daughter. you. The and she got there. in the studio, and, and <laughs> she was in the booth with Eddie alone, and I can't believe I trusted you in the loan my daughter's studio. I'm just kidding. But, uh... <laughs> Sick bastard. <laughs> when's your court See, you know, you don't get stuff like this on Double Click Radio. I'm just saying, you I've know. Been welcome to Tuesday nights. You know, you know on, class. On, yeah, well, I don't know if I have class, because, uh, yeah, you let's, know... Let's not get confused Yeah, let's... <laughs> <laughs> get class here. So... 
She went in the vocal booth, and Eddie was in there, and, and he did exactly that and said, Madison, imagine, and he told her a story about what the song was about and why he wrote it, and what a transition it was from her right. trying to sing it to Oof. the feeling that came out of it. You know, he so. said the method acting. You get right yeah. to that. Right Absolutely. To that. Put yourself in that situation go, okay, I'm going to adapt to this thing. I'm, Absolutely. I'm going to be part of this now and go from there. Absolutely, yeah, right you know, and uh, I, I, I love I love the idea of taking a situation that's that's painful and using it to create a piece of work. A case in point being, then there is whiskey. I was going through a breakup with the mother of my son, and you know, I mean, sh- she's she's an amazing person, and we we remain the best of friends. And I couldn't ask for a better mother for my son. But you know, there's just no two ways about it. It's hard when that right. stuff happens. Sure. And you know, um, then there's whiskey. I remember it was this moment where I was just gonna lose my mind i like I, I was just in so much pain and i sat down at my keyboard and i started strumming on that d minor and you know i started such a, I, I started such a pretty chord yeah i started playing on that you know in, in the d minor into the into the a sharp and you know from there it just went crazy and and the song has nothing to do with relationships are splitting up but it was very much an exorcism brian wilson once said that he thought he was having a heart attack he was dying and this happened in the late 1980s and he decided if he was going to die he was going to die playing the piano and he went and sat at his piano and he was started that, was that on playing. the beach in his living room <laughs> <laughs> yeah in the sandbox right yeah, yeah. It, but he started uh he started playing um this this chord sequence and it became love and mercy the song love and Great mercy song. which is one of his best songs absolutely and you know and he said you know that's that's what happens is you take this painful thing and you extract it out of you and you hopefully make it beautiful and there's there's a very real alchemy to that well you know what you just set up the next two songs perfectly for me <laughs> because the next song is uh is one of my favorites that you wrote uh can i get an amen it's just an absolutely gorgeous song thank uh, you and then uh till again we speak uh we're going to play those right now and then when we come back from that break we're going to talk to uh wayne daigle the brewer that we're going to talk to you tonight, and then we'll get back to your stuff, Eddie, and talk about that a little bit. How's awesome. that sound? Awesome. That sounds great. Cool. Well, thanks for hanging in tonight, everybody, on Hal Holiday's Rock and Food Review. Right now, we're going to play Can I Get an Amen? Until Again We Speak by Mr. Eddie Dyer. Hold on right there. We'll be right back. Temporarily entertained Said Been down here so long It ain't funny And 
And I just can't pretend Is when the guard dogs shoot you down in dark alleys What's they left to defend? Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Sometimes I just wanna cry Can I get an amen? Please, can I get an amen? Sometimes I just want to cry. Can I get an amen? Loveless Miss Lily. Stared into the auburn sky And as she rose to her feet in faded glory Well, the sheriff didn't even bat an eye She said, I've been down here so long People, ain't it funny How you just can't pretend when you sink down so low into that valley You can only ascend Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Sometimes I just want to cry Can I get an amen? Please, can I get an amen? Sometimes I just want to cry Sometimes Sometimes I just want to Flood the gates of heaven And liberate all my friends Sometimes I just want to call you up Late at night Just to hear you Boston, 
radio when you Just want it. Moonlit bodies came and shivered from the glow. The toxin turned to nightmares and the times we were alone. Sun, sun down crashed her. These are more ways than one I can see the mist face rise There before the morning moon Glimpse of hope's brown eyes Interested in having your own show on Wave Radio Boston? Whether you broadcast from our Greater Boston studio, your own home, or somewhere in between, we want to help you make your show a reality. Just send an email to sharetheair at waveradioboston.com and we'll help you share the air with us. Join the real radio revolution and say F you to FM with Wave Radio Boston. And that was better than Kim's. <laughs> That's a competition every Tuesday night here at Hell Holiday's Rocket. I will change you. the face of the whole. I am Hell Holiday. That guy's <laughs> mumbling over there is Mr. Mike Lachance. You just heard, can I get an amen? Until again, we speak by Mr. Edward Dyer, who's on the show tonight live. We got Mama Kim over here, but right now, we're going to bring uh, Wayne Daigle on from Solution Brewing, and I believe he's on the line. Let's find out right now once it comes up. Wayne, you there, buddy? I am. I am. Here he is. Wow, that's an impressive, an impressive introduction. Oh, thank you. That'll oh, cost you $25. Say hello to the studio audience. <laughs> well, listen, they, Wayne. I've gotten a little warmed up at this point. Well, not only that, Wayne, but I also have to appreciate the fact that you kept me going through COVID this summer a few times at some of your beers, so I appreciate that. Oh, so you did taste the beers. Oh, okay, I know, I know, uh, I know Kim uh, picked up and... Uh, and uh, was able to, to, to pass it on. That's great. Yeah, I, I did share. <laughs> she, okay. she didn't want to, but I made her. <laughs> That's good. Good That's stuff. Good. So we're I'm so, glad you liked it. We're so excited to have you on, um, mostly because this is a little bit different from any of the other um, established brewers that we've had on. Um, if you could tell everybody a little bit about yourself, um, the home brewing project you've been doing, and what your plan, sure. what, yep, the beer that you've been brewing. Sure. Yeah. No, um, I've, I've been brewing, uh, home brewing for about 30 years, and um, always kind of had in the back of my head uh, the thought of uh, opening a brewery, but the thought of 
opening a brew pub with food was just not uh, not something I really wanted to do. To, to open up a restaurant that's a that's a talent that uh, that a few people have. So yeah, yeah you have to be um, nuts. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 well, I mean, it's a it's it's a skill. It's a skill unto itself. So, you know, with the advent of uh, of the farmer brewer uh, establishments and tap rooms and and that kind of thing, and I've uh, I've actually done some research and uh, around the country in terms of different models. Um, you know, we started looking for space uh, to go pro. Um, Probably about three, four years ago, um, really religiously, and uh, right before the pandemic. In fact, it was the week things shut down. It was the week of um, of St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we were close to signing a lease, and uh, the space that we um, were looking at had uh, just did not have outside seating. And then everything shut down, and we we had to actually walk away from that uh, from that space when when things broke up. So, uh, you know, I had uh, you know I had the thought, you know, we'll just um, if we can't uh, open up a, a you know a legitimate you know nano brewery, I will um, brew on my pilot system. Uh, I have a half barrel pilot system, uh, can it up. Uh, Make up a homemade label and uh, give it away. And uh, so last summer we we just started, uh, you know, mildly marketing ourselves and just kind of giving it away uh, with the uh, agreement that people give us feedback. So we're testing recipes and and kind of waiting for this whole thing to to uh, lift. You know the pandemic, so I, I think it, um, I think it was a brilliant, brilliant idea. By the way, uh, to do that as test pilot, it's just it's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I just uh, and and frankly, you know, over the summer, it's been less about the beer and more about you know, uh, 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 around uh, maybe Fourth uh, of July, people would come and pick up their beer, and we were. You know, just marketing it, just you know, to our family and friends, and you know, kind of people in the um, in the world, and uh, uh, you know, they just uh, you know, it, it, it was the was people coming and picking up and having a little bit of conversation when you couldn't really go anywhere to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. So it uh, turned out to be a great uh, great experience. Yeah, in fact, I mean, Kim, when you found us, how did you find us? So, because I really wasn't well promoting it, and it's funny too because when she Probably. found you, I was like, she's like, she was all excited about this new solution brewing in Chelmsford. We couldn't figure out where it was. Yeah, so <laughs> I had found it because of the um, inclusion for the All Together Brew. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, yes, we did. We participated in that uh, that program, um, and. Uh, and they were letting they were letting folks like us who are kind of you know un, frankly you know unlicensed uh, you know home brewers uh, participate in that program as well. So that that turned out to be a pretty a pretty good um, yeah pretty that, good thing that for was, us. I was say that was a we were at the time obviously like many out there were really missing out on visiting our local brew pubs and also you know missing seeing you know the familiar faces. And then when that collaboration came out, we 
I tried to look for everybody local who was participating um, to, and to go right. pick up their beer and support them. And they actually had, you know, listings of the brewers that had them. So it took me a little digging, too, to figure out, you know, what this solution brewing was all about. And then it led to that um, that group on Facebook that you have. Um, and yeah, like you said, it was great to go there that day to, to chat with you and your wife and just kind of learn a little bit right. about, about what you guys were doing and pick up some really great beer. And you know, you know what was really cool about it, Wayne, was we actually picked up uh, the collaboration from a few different breweries and we actually sat and did virtual tastings with a couple of friends of ours on, uh, on uh, Zoom. Yep. Zoom. And we all had the same beers. We were, dro- we were dropping off Six packs of like different beers every week on each side of those doorsteps, and we would do virtual tasting once a week. And the collaboration right, right. was one of the it, weeks. It, yeah, and I, I think that's uh, that's kind of the, the way it's kind of grown. I mean, it started basically out of you know a little bit of frustration just because we couldn't really you know look for space and everything was crazy back in you know April and in May, and and we we just said, well, you know, we'll just kind of dial back our our search and, you know, focus on kind of perfecting some, some recipes and really kind of testing some recipes that we really hadn't before. And, you know, we've got, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 150, 160 people who have kind of joined our, our virtual tap room. And, uh, you know, the way the vaccine looks, it looks like it's going to be another summer where social distancing is going to be a thing. So we're, um, we're starting to create a, a partnership with uh, Maine Malt. Um, I'm going to do a rather large personal purchase of, of some grain from from them, and and uh, and try to make a, a local, uh, an all local brew um, awesome. for uh, for this summer. Well, so we're me, starting to plan out that. And Eddie and myself are uh, will be fully vaccinated in the next couple of weeks. So if you need taste testers, we'll come on over anytime <laughs> you want. Well, we're I mean, willing that, to do that, that, that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's that you know that's what you know this summer was uh, was all about. And you know what I found it, it, it's funny because you start eating your own eating your own dog food, so to speak. You know, you start getting a little bit inbred with your. You're thinking, but you know the the beers that got the most, the best feedback were beers that, frankly, wouldn't be my my first choice. You know, we made a cream ale that um, just got rave reviews and uh, continues to get rave reviews. In fact, I get emails every now and again say, "Hey, when are you going to brew uh, that uh, that Gina C again?" You know, and that really, you know, I'm more of an IPA you know, stout kind of, kind of guy. And, uh, and, uh, you know, a cream ale isn't the first thing I'd go for, but people, people like it. Yeah. We, um, we, we're really a, a fan of cream ales and not a lot of people make them anymore, I think, which is probably yeah. another part of the, um, appeal to that too. And once you have right. it, I mean, it, well, it, I mean, that's part of it. Yeah, actually, it gets to, to what I, you know, one of the, you know, philosophies behind what we're trying to do. We're really trying to, you know, not be an IPA, you know, once we find, you know, a, a space and, and, and open up. We don't want to be an IPA shop where, you know, you've got several, several variations on the same, the same theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've seen that grow out of these smaller smaller breweries you know we would 
like to have some of the forgotten styles like cream ales, uh, lighter uh, honey ales, and um, uh, a mild. We did a mild late in the season this year that um, I will definitely, I think that's going to be in our, in our first release uh, in the, in the Easter time frame this year. We, uh, we love, we love going to breweries that have, you know, you don't need 22 IPAs on, uh, I, I believe in a flagship IPA, maybe it's something else in New England or a West right. coast. Yeah. But absolutely. Me and Kim love breweries. Like she loves cask beers. So it's like, yep. we yep. went to, uh, we went to uh, backbeat brewing a couple weeks ago and they had a cask on and they had three casks. three casks on. Yes. Yeah, they do a lot of English right. style brews, which was really cool to see. Right. Uh, sours are cool. You know, just, it's just to see a different right. thing. Like I want a flight. I want to like, we want like a different beer of everything, you know? Yeah, and right. then and then you hear right. about people that yeah. consistently say that they like beer, but they don't like hoppy, and sometimes they feel excluded. So it's nice to to keep the masses well, that, included. It, actually, that's that, that's funny. The uh, my banker, who is part of the the tap room, uh, you know, he's you know he he presented himself and he says, you know, I go to breweries, but I'm I'm a little I'm a little you know he didn't say this, but you know he meant you know I'm a little bit intimidated. I don't really know what to buy. Um, and you know, I'm putting down, you know, six, seven dollars sometimes for, for a beer. It, it's, it's hard to really, to really know. And, you know, he goes into, you know, the package store and, and you're buying four packs. It's a blind product. All the packaging seems to look the same. And he says, and they're, it's $20. You know, that's, it's an investment in something that you really, don't really know about so there's two things um, of so that what though. we're trying to do is you know if we've got say eight taps on on um you know or eight beers on tap you know we'd like to have as you said you know one or two you know ipas a nipa west coast but have some styles that people you know are not used to but maybe are more approachable like a cream ale um you know the mild as i said uh you know, we do a um, uh, a porter that's made with uh, Mexican sugar and Ooh. and uh, oh my boy, uh, um, some, stop with the dirty talk. Yeah, I did an infused <laughs> sugar with uh, with uh, uh, panela, uh, so it has a little bit of that molasses uh, taste. But uh, you know, it, it it when when it came out, people who were not would not consider themselves stout drinkers loved it. I think it's, you know, it's, I said, you know, this isn't really the kind of thing that I normally go for, but but I but I really like this. I think know? there's a misconception with um, stouts and porters too. I think people just see dark and think, oh, I'm not going to like that. It's, it's heavy. It's dark. They you think know? Guinness off the bat. Yeah, well, That's it, which is not heavy and dark. Right. right Guinness right. is very light, but people well, see it that way. You right. know. Right, and I think I, I think what's what's happened is you know in and again I'm gonna uh, uh, in in America everything goes up to eleven. You know, and I think, you know, we're, yeah. we're going to make the darkest or the most bitter. And I, I think balance is really um, kind of, you know, somewhat missing. And I think in a lot of the dark beers, I think, uh, you know, roasted barley is overdone, that burnt kind of ashy taste. Uh, so I tend, you know, when I'm doing my dark beers, you know, my stout, which I will, you know, stand behind and put it up against anyone, it doesn't have any roasted barley i use dark chocolate malts and and uh you know softer 
less um, less less astringent malts in that uh, in that beer, and that gets uh, great reviews. In fact, late in the season, we have a well, actually, I mean, before before even you know going after the 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 brewery concept, we would always run a uh, we'd have an open house on what we call uh, drinking day, which is the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, I thought that was every day. And, <laughs> now, Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, it's, it's actually a thing. It's a thing. I, I come from central Massachusetts, and that's a that's actually a, it's a thing. You know, it's people refer to the day before Thanksgiving as drinking day because <laughs> everybody's usually home. They're usually going to their parents for, for Thanksgiving, and what do you do on the Wednesday go out to well, local beer. Now, now I have an excuse and a name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We always did it. We didn't know it had like, I didn't an know official it had, like, name. A title, but <laughs> now we call, you know, it, it, has, it has an official name, but you have to trademark it because I trademarked it. Yeah, we, 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 call, we called it Amateur Day. We called it November St. Patrick's Day. I mean, you know, New Year's November. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Wake me up tomorrow. No, so I've, I've used it, you know, just doing homebrew, I've used it as a way to kind of, you know, it's the end of the season, gets too cold to brew outside, so I just... I just, uh, you know, invite a bunch of people. We would, you know, pre-pandemic, we would open up the house and and have a have a potluck and and just drink the beer. And um, it sounds like it should uh, be your you know, seasonal brew. That's <laughs> right. Call, call it, call it, it drink, drink, drinking day thing. porter or the open house. Drink it. or the open house. <laughs> <Right>. Trademark. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. TM. So we're, you know, so we're enjoying it. We're doing the, you know, we're planning out our our brewing schedule for. Uh, for this season, you know, depending on the weather, we'll probably start uh, start brewing in you know March sometime, and uh, hopefully have some some beer ready for uh, for so, folks. For so uh, my birthday, March first. <laughs> said start brewing in March. <laughs> uh, that might be a little, that's, a, that's, a, that's a little early. That's okay. Yeah. You could call it the extended hell holiday birthday. It's fine. Well, Wayne, my birthday okay, is September eighteenth. Well, I'm celebrating February February third. <laughs> yeah. No, but well, I, I know I know Kim had asked for for some beer, but you know I the drinking day absolutely sold us out, so uh, we didn't have any to to offer uh, today. That's okay because we took your suggestions anyway. Because we were like, I said to us, "Why don't you ask him some of the beers he wants to drink or likes to drink outside of his own, and we'll take those suggestions and we'll drink them because we like beer." Uh, yeah. <laughs> last week we uh-huh. had on last week we had on uh, Essex County Brewing. And uh, have you been there? Right. I have not. All right. That's a place because you were just talking about different brews and different styles. They do a very good job with that. You should right. check it out. Oh, okay. Six Brown. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we, um, we've we been, uh, you know, uh, doing research. We call it research on Sundays. <laughs> I know. Me too. Uh, I don't even own a brew day. I do research every Sunday. <laughs> R&D. I, I think... I, I think once I'm, I'm in operation, I can I can deduct that if it's called research. But um, no, we've been to uh, Oak and Iron and uh, yep, that's one and of my Andover. They've, they've actually weathered the pandemic pretty well. They've got a good uh, a good setup with the tent and and everything. Of course, you know navigation. PJ does a great job. Um, we love PJ. We just saw him Saturday night. Absolutely, great place. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, he's uh, he's he's been a he's actually been a very Big help uh, with with me in the in the property search and kind of giving me some some advice and and uh, you know um, 
That's great. I mean, we were just talking earlier with Andy from Brood Awakening about, you know, local businesses helping one another out and helping get the startups going and stuff. So that's great to hear that PJ's lending a hand there. Not only that, but when you get your right. coffee porter going, maybe you could talk to Brood Awakening. and yeah, yeah. Use yeah, some of that. Get a cross promotion. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be Absolutely. fun, huh? Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, what a, what a great idea on your end, too. It's like if you're going to be spending all this time, you know, perfecting your recipes and brewing all this beer why not share it with friends and family um i, I will say you, you you do a great job and it, it definitely has that professional appeal the fact that you're canning and labeling and doing everything from your home i mean is is just outstanding yeah yeah i mean um it, no thank you uh you know and it and part of it is a little bit of a of a uh, happenstance too because it just happened that last november i bought a can seamer and as soon as the uh, as soon as the pandemic hit, a lot of the smaller breweries didn't have any way to put their beer in cans. So, in a way, we were at a we were at an advantage just because I had that uh, I had that equipment. You know, as soon as the pandemic hit, it was a six month wait for for small small canning uh, canning lines. So. So Wayne, uh, I know that, that really pandemic probably put a little bit of a, a a crinkle in your expansion plans. But do you have any sort of one year, two year plan? Have you have you found anything locally that you think would make sense for you yeah, as far as are, location? Yeah, we are actively. Yeah, we're actively uh, actively looking. What we're finding uh, is we're getting a better uh, uptake from. Uh, People uh, just giving us uh, pointers. What we're finding is that uh, when we look at, by the time a, a, a property is um, put on the market, it, it's really hard to kind of uh, negotiate. But what we're finding is that a lot of folks, you know, have, you know, space, interesting space kind of in their neighborhood, and they're saying, you know, could we, could you, maybe squeeze in your your operation there and uh, we've actually seen quite a few kind of interesting spaces that are not on the market that are just kind of you know property that is in a family trust that people don't know what to do with uh, uh, a lot of those uh, those spaces really work for us we're we're hoping to be you know I'm a business consultant by day so I'm trying to stay you know, local so that I can keep my consulting business going and uh, and start this up at the same time. So uh, if anybody out there is so, listening right yeah. now and has a spot for a good brewery, uh, give us a call at uh, yeah. 617-829-9283. <laughs> or uh, you can look up uh, Wayne Daigle at Solution Brewing on Facebook, right? Right, yeah. Solution Brewing Virtual Tap Room. We've got a public site, and, we, and then we have the, the, private, uh, the private virtual tap room. We're going to talk about the beers you recommended real quick, Wayne, before we let you go, because okay, uh, sure. we want to appreciate you letting us drink beers that we like, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was um, I was fortunate enough to source a couple of beers that you said were some of your favorites. They actually happen to be some of ours, too. Um, Wormtown, Be Hoppy. We have Maine Lunch, which is always one of our, uh. our favorite go-tos, anything by Maine. And then we, right. the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, we, I did not find in the single, but I found another little gem called a... Big little thing IPA, Imperial IPA. So that that's a sort of I'm sure just like a bigger version of one of their their pale ales. So well, the pretty little thing sure. isn't that theirs too. No. 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 Oh, never mind. No. And I combine <laughs> them all in one cup. <laughs> so th these are some of yeah, your, no. some <laughs> of your favorites here. 
Yeah, no, I mean, Sierra Nevada, I mean, I picked them just because they were kind of, you know, uh, unique when they were released. You know, Sierra Nevada, that's like the classic. uh, Yeah, one of the good old boys. Classic pale ale, uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, and and the the thing about Sierra Nevada, even when they started, and I actually just checked their uh, website, when they started, they posted the, the recipe to their beer on their website. Hmm. Wow! You know, um, I that. Yeah, and, it's, it's almost uh, like a yeah. I, go ahead, try it. <laughs> you, you can you can usually find clones everywhere, but they're never usually the specific one. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, I can I, I can pretty much you know I can taste the beer if I know you know the malt roughly the malt. I mean, I can get pretty get, get pretty close, but it, it takes it, it takes a lot of you know confidence to put your put your recipe up on your up on your website. So it was, it was the first beer that a lot of start starting home brewers brewed just because it was widely available. Um, I mean, they've been taken over and, and, um, and I just checked and, you know, the recipe doesn't seem to be on their, their, their site. Um, you know, lunch, when that came out, that was really pre, um, pre alchemist. That was the first, you know, in my experience the first east coast ipa that uh that was released oh that um, that was the uh, that, first, that was a catalyst of of main beers period like it just made everyone go what was it's, that it is it is pretty good right? well, yeah. well that that, that was it. it yeah well when you you would go uh i think it's industrial lab up in uh, up in portland yep. you'd go there um and you'd go to the um oh, i'm blanking allagash's mm-hmm. uh site that was a basically a you know, a starter neighborhood for, for brewers. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, I love Alabama. that whole area. It's incredible. I can't wait till Maine lets us yeah. back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. By yeah, the way, by the way, hotel rooms in Portland, Maine right now are 35 bucks a night, but you can't go. Sorry. Yeah, right, like, right. what a teaser that is, right? And that, they put that back in, in play? Yep, that's back yeah. in. So you can't. Yeah. Oh, you have yeah, to have, no. you have to have COVID positive and all that stuff, whatever. But then uh, Wormtown, we just had on too, just a couple weeks ago. Um, we had one of their brews on. They're, they're a good standby out in the Worcester area. So I think it's fair to say yeah, that now, um, that you're you're a big IPA fan, just off what you suggested. Well, I, I, I am I am an IPA fan, but I'm almost embarrassed at it too because I think Don't the be. IPA has really kind of taken over. Um, I, I like a lot of different styles, be. but I love the IPAs, and I'm not ashamed. <laughs> well, it's funny way because Kim's not a West Coast IPA fan, but I'm a West Coast IPA fan. So this is true. It's yeah, I love all true. IPAs. Well, 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 actually, I mean, I went out and I I bought the the beers because I wasn't sure what you were you were gonna um, taste test on the on the air tonight. I thought I heard you crack I a beer. Did you crack a beer? <laughs> Absolutely. I thought yeah. I heard that. I knew it. I'm like, did someone just crack a beer? Is that, is that why you motioned to me? About, <laughs> yeah. I thought you wanted another beer. I'm like, no, you got Mike, like three in front of us. I thought Mike had one in his pocket. I'm like, where'd you get that beer from? <laughs> I hide them. I mule the beer. like uh, Racer 5, I think, was the other the other beer that I had suggested. And I went this morning, I went to two or three um, Can't find package it. stores. Can't find it. Nope. Um, and, and I asked, uh, I said, you know, what's, what's with Racer 5? Are they having production problems or what's what's the deal and they said you know unfortunately i think this is a testament to the to the market out there it, they said it was a slow mover you yep. know and that was an og an og beer i mean that was 
you know, other than Pliny the Elder and in uh, Russian River, that was seminal. And and I you think can't too that it. there are just so many good local beers being produced that a lot of those right. those Californians aren't you know as much of a draw as they used to be. Right. Right, and that's uh, it's unfortunate. So, um, yeah. So you know, like I said, you know, what we're trying to be about is about uh, you know classic styles and kind of getting some of those uh, you know less um, uh, you know uh, intimidating uh, beers out there that that people can enjoy and have a you know a nice comfortable spot where folks can enjoy them. You know, well, I mean, Wayne, we are so excited for you to start brewing again in the spring and, and try out a couple more styles from you. And we really encourage all the listeners right now to get on Facebook and um, look for Solution Brewing Virtual Tap Room. Um, hopefully link up, follow you with any news and updates that you may have as far as a, um, a tap room, any, any beer that you might be brewing in the spring. Um, we, we look forward. We know you're going to do great things. Absolutely. And we're looking for feedback. We're, that's that's what we're that's what we're about. I'll know? tell you what, man. You you're, you keep listening to us every week, and if you want to call on and keep letting us know what's going on out there, we'd love to have you on. Let's keep calling. And let us know absolutely. any new developments on absolutely. finding a place. We'd love to have it, man. We work for beer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're friends hey, so now. You're not getting rid of us. <laughs> that's great. And as soon as you start a whiskey distillery, let us know because we'll be living in your house. I'll, I'll, that, that's now actually, can, that, that that's like a pay raise. We'll go from uh, work for beer to work for whiskey. <laughs> All right, Wayne. So let's, let's keep in touch hey. and everybody go out there and check out Solution Brewing. Yes. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Wayne. We appreciate Wayne. it, man. Great we'll job. talk to you soon. Take care, Excellent. Wayne. Excellent. Yeah, we'll see you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was Wayne Daigle, Solution Brewing here on... Wave Radio Boston on Hal Holly's Rock and Food Review with Mama Kim, Mike Lachance, and our guest tonight in the studio is Mr. Eddie Dyer. Still here. Still he here. He is still yeah. here. We're going to talk to Eddie. <laughs> we're going to talk to Eddie briefly. Uh, take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Uh, on break, we're actually going to play. Uh, the, I think it's the first time this song has been played on air. Eddie, it's called "Nowhere to Be" by a band you might know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you've heard of them once or twice. <laughs> 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 if I can find the mouse thing over here, there it is. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. Any questions, 617-829-9283. Text line 617-764-9283. Hell Hot is Rocket Free Review on Wave Radio Boston. We'll be right back. One, two, three. Spend more time looking in the mirror It's alright, I know there's nothing for me outside Just my luck to get stuck with my crazy ass self indefinitely Cause everything's cancelled And everything's just out of reach Nothing but time, it's alright, I got nowhere to be Make those phone calls last longer Then call to let me hear what really matters 
Hardest part is always what could have been if only But everything's cancelled, it's changing And everything's just out of reach Nothing but time, it's alright, I got nowhere to be And everything's cancelled, it's changing Everything's just out of reach And I'm dying inside It's alright, I've got nowhere to be The things in us we share There must be more than ones and zeros In real time my heart is breaking wide and us we share It must be more than ones and zeros In real time my heart is breaking wide Whatever happens These things in you are precious now to me Nothing but time, it's alright, I've got nowhere to be However this goes down, there's things in you are precious now to me Everything's changing, nothing but time, it's alright, I've got nowhere to be the way radio used to be so do we we're wave radio boston we don't hope for making things better all we want is to keep it together and every day is a rainy day no change in weather this kind of life has made our hearts as hard as leather And all these tears are from the dust in our eyes And all these years just keep on passing us by And all this misery makes it hard to deny we all know that we're just born to die And that's the way it goes when you're just born to die I can hear the voice of a whippoorwind singing She don't know all the comfort she's bringing we all know the sound of when the truth 
this ringing Yeah, it hurts your soul just like a bumblebee stinging And all these tears are from the dust in the eyes And all these years keep on passing us by And all this misery makes it hard to deny We all know that we're just born to die That's the way it goes when you're just born to All these tears are from the dust in our eyes And all these years just keep on passing us by And all this misery makes it hard to deny We all know that we're just born to die That's the way it goes when you're just born to die. Welcome back to Hal Holiday's Rockin' Food Review. I am Hal Holiday here tonight from 6 to 9 on every Tuesday night on Wave Radio Boston. You just heard Nowhere to Be by Dire Holiday. I know that group. And then after that was Born to Die by Madison Dubuque, which is a cover of Kelly Clarkson. She plays and sings on that song. That name sounds familiar. So that was a father-daughter song type thing. It's kind of cool, right? Which Maddie's actually featured on the album, on Dyer Holiday's debut album, which is cool. And speaking of that, uh, not yet, though, because we just had Wayne Daigle from (laughs) (laughs) Solution Brewing on. Uh, Thank you, Wayne, very much for being on. Awesome. Uh, we yeah, loved your time. beer. We can't wait to do another brew for us to taste out. And uh, keep us posted on that tap room. What was up, man? Because we are excited to see another tap room in this area. Or we'll just go hang at his house and just have beer if he wants to just do it that <laughs> right. way. I mean, that's well, yeah, that's fine. Away. But I don't want to do that, Mike. That's creepy to invite yourself to someone's house. We're coming over, Wayne. Book a gig there. Everybody but Mike. Everybody <laughs> but Mike. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'll, there you go. I'll book a gig for you guys as your manager. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so, We're on to something. Before that, <laughs> before we went to Wayne, before all that stuff, we had Mr. Eddie Dyer, who is in studio with us tonight, which is a lot different than being on the phone. It's kind of cool to have someone in the studio again. <laughs> Took a FaceTime. Uh, and we heard Can I Get an Amen Until Again We Speak was the last two songs from Eddie Dyer that we heard. Eddie, give us a little uh, insight on those two songs, man. Can I Get an Amen I uh, wrote in April of 2001. It was actually Easter Sunday. I had discovered Otis Redding. In a huge way, was really, really, mm, really, really into Otis Redding, and I was living in Jamaica Plain at the time, and I decided to just go. It was a beautiful day. I decided to go for a walk and go down to the JP Pond to get rid of the um, alcohol and LSD hangover that <laughs> I had from the night before. It's past was, 8 o'clock oh, when you talk man. about LSD yeah. now. Hey, you know. I was at this, I was at this crazy, truth. insane party the night before. And it was, and it, it was kind of like the 
FNX Man Ray crowd in Boston, oh, you know. My oh my lord! And it was in, in you know, it was kind of like that the type of party you you that lives on in your memory, but you also kind of feel kind of gross after. Seven Saturdays on a Tuesday, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know what happened was I got home. I had gotten home by the time the sun was coming up, and I was living with. Uh, roommate at that time who had two little girls and one of them was singing a little melody that do 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 she was just singing that and I was sort of coming into this place where I was kind of fading but I was just kind of just really weirded out by some of the insane stuff that I had seen earlier <laughs> that night but the sun was coming up and there was I this little girl singing and it was just so pure and redemptive and i wanted on easter morning yeah okay. and, exactly. oh, and by the yeah. way congratulations you're the first one to talk about a, a trip song written on the show <laughs> i have the same i have the same feeling only mine is a woman crying <laughs> why well, you're here usually, why it's that, not this is not your house that's usually your mother <laughs> that's, yeah. please please move out mom i'm not ever leaving <laughs> Your rent is due. Uh, yeah. She's humming. He's like, get out of the mm-hmm. house. Mike. I wish you would just leave because you were adopted. You're not my son. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. So anyway, um, so this this melody had kind of stuck in my head, and I got a, a few hours of sleep, and then I went over to the record store that I lived right next to, and the cute girl who worked at the record store, oh, of course, told me, a cute girl, told me that Joey Ramone had passed away on the same day. It, and that's yeah. Uh, Joey Ramone had died, and I would have thought I was still tripping. Yeah, exactly. And I was, <laughs> I, I was, I was heartbroken because I had seen Marky only a few months before, and he was telling did you, me did you that ask they were her, trying to get a tour together. Did you ask her? Was it 20, 20, 24 hours ago? And um, oh, so, so they I'm were sorry. trying to. Uh, they were trying to put together a reunion tour, and, and I had all these plans of, you know, following them around like the Grateful Dead or something. Or you know opening I mean? up for them. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so I was just sort of dejected and had all these sort of like different influences and emotions happening at the time. And I sat down at the pond at Jamaica Plain and started to write, Can I Get an Amen? And it just, it was, the song wrote itself in about... 10 minutes and you know sometimes when a song just wants to come and wants to move through you the best thing you can do is just get the hell out of its way right. you know right. so um and then i i realized well how come how come this song didn't come to jen carney instead of me lowell uh soul singer jen carney and so Later that night, I actually contacted her, and I, and I sent her a little um, clip of the song, and she went on to um, record vocals on my original version of it, and she, and she went on to record her own version that got played on the BBC on a whole oh, bunch. it's, it's and incredible. Anyway, a few, make a long story short, a few years later, Earl Slick heard Can I Get an Amen, heard the version she sang on on. Uh, my MySpace, Earl Slick had MySpace. played with. I know Earl, Earl Slick is on Bowie's Station to Station album. Yep. He's on a ton of Bowie albums. Uh, he was the he was the guitar player after Mick Ronson, 
and yep. and uh, he's also on John Lennon's last two albums. And when I was eight years old, I had literally been sent to the school shrink over my John Lennon obsession <laughs> because I was obsessed with the Double Fantasy album. <laughs> And it had to be rationed out to me. Well, you and were carving the words on your desk, Eddie. Well, I was carving the words on my desk. I was, I was like carving like just not like, like not like over. Led Zeppelin, The Doors. He was like the whole lyrics, never, of the whole album. It's true. It's double fantasy. It's true. Never knew who I am. It's true. And and anyway, <laughs> that that double fantasy album had to be rationed out to me. I was only allowed to listen to it once a day for a good like six months or something. It's kind of like video games now. So anyway. Earl, Earl Slick, nicest guy in the world, most down-to-earth guy in the world, comes up, and he came into the studio, and we re-recorded it specifically to have him play on it because he brought so much to it. And he comes up, and uh, he told me, um, you know, I don't know if I, should, if I should say I could get in trouble for saying this, but his big quote was, I'll tell you what, this beats the piss out of having to do with another Natalie Merchant session. <laughs> Because he, he did do a, a Natalie Merchant session, right? Oh, I mean, he played with everybody. Right, 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 right. So, you he, know, was a, he was a say-it-all guy, too, man. He didn't, he didn't hold back. Well, yeah, well, exactly, you know. And, and just, uh, you know, so um, it was so, like, personally vindicating to me <laughs> yeah. to have this guy who played on this freaking John Lennon record that I had been obsessed and, and with. And Natalie Merchant was a multi-platinum <laughs> singer, you know. Yeah, you know. So um, till again we speak was um, that has uh, on that that's really is the thing that showcases Mike Garson. Uh, Mike Garson played on Bowie's Aladdin Sane album. That's really where he made his mark. He's on Young Americans yeah, too. Yeah, and I, I love Mike Garson. I love. Oh him. my God, the man him. is a force of nature. Unbelievable piano he's, player. He's on like he's on a Nine Inch Nails out al- couple of Nine Inch Nails albums. He's on a Smashing Pumpkins album. And he fell in love. I sent him um, the song "Till Again We Speak," which I had uh, written after a um, just a, and just an encounter with uh, a woman that just it just made had me feeling empty by the end of it. You know, it was fun. While I don't know what empty means, but I don't even want to know. Just the uh, the sadness that follows lovemaking. That's kind of where that song was coming in from. In the emptiness. And. Uh, mm. Paul cries at the end of it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, because and, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Mike Garson plays on that, but you know um, that also I'm very I'm very proud of because it also features Van Lawton on the bass guitar and Brad Clark on drums, who are very no cool. longer with us, and their performances that are on are on my stuff are really the only surviving re- studio recordings. Um, that that really showcased them in, in a big way. So I'm very proud of that. So that's the really the story between behind those two songs. Well, as you should be, man. Uh, first of all, have those two cats on your your recordings is incredible, you know. Well, and you then know. Uh, to have, I always say, anybody who records an album or any type of music, it's there for eternity. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's kind of like right. a, a, a vocal will, you know, or anything because it's true. You can hear someone's voice forever, yeah. or their instrument playing. It's you're always there, and, and to know. know you have a guy like Earl Slick. I mean, even me, Absolutely. as we talked earlier right. about ah. blues and metal. I mean, just that name is just—it's not in the front, but when you hear it, sure, it comes right. It's like, oh my god, everyone knows who Earl Slick. Yeah, is. everyone. Absolutely. It's like Otis Redding. Everyone knows that name. Absolutely. For something, oh, I know that name. It's like, well, because what you're listening to yeah. 
is that that's that's the guy. Nicest so, guy you want to meet too, you know. And it's funny because you know you'd hear him almost like, you know, uh, like bitch about Bowie, like the way you or I would bitch about each other, you know, <laughs> right. because yeah. he'll be like, I don't know, man, that well, you know guy what? just it, wants to sit around and watch Woody Allen movies, man. Yeah. I'm ready to I'm ready to accept this Duran Duran reunion so he, tour, man. So, so he's not saying I just set everything up and he's not here yet. Where the hell's Eddie? <laughs> You know, if, if he had more time working with me, he might have well have ended up there. You know, you know what I love about this. Before we take a quick break to get to the next segment, I love how Kim is like sitting over there drinking beer, going, "I'm gonna just enjoy this now. I don't have to like say much. I'm just gonna hang out, take some beer." No, I'll, I'll let the boys talk. I'll just I'll just sit you. back oh, in the blue Kim, room. Oh, Kim, it's a guy thing. Yeah. Kim, I joined the boys' party. Stop yeah. it. So, <laughs> thanks so much for playing. Nowhere to be. Too. Yeah, man, absolutely. I'm really excited about um, Paul and I have an album coming out. Uh, we, we're a musical duo called Dire Holiday, and we have an uh, album coming out uh, very soon entitled Together and Broken, and that song was specifically written around the quarantine. Everything's canceled. Everything's well, well, speaking just of, of not, not uh, holding back and just letting things in, you don't know why they flow through you, that song, the lyrics of that song... Uh, Eddie had sent me a clip one night on the couch, sitting on the couch, watching TV at 9 o'clock at night, and he says, hey, take a listen to the clip I just sent you. And I said, okay. And I started listening to the clip, and I immediately sent back probably 75% of the lyrics. That's true. Within like 15 minutes. I was like, it just hit so quick, so close, Mm. that quickly. And we had probably... Got together like a week later, and that song was done. And right? Paul and I have been playing the classic rock stuff in, in, in bars for, for years, so I think we're very much on the same page where we offer ourselves as a vessel for a song. And you guys did a whole Kim you, guys, you guys did a Bowie tribute too. I mean, me well, and we've Kim done a lot of different tributes. I mean, me and Aaron, me and Kim, me and Kim were there. Me and Kim were there, but me and Aaron, <laughs> Aaron I'm so sorry. Well, speaking of tributes, because we're gonna get to the next segment from Mike, hey. and uh, we're gonna kick off. These tunes, because Mike's segment is called The B-Side with I Mike Lachance. Nice, so right? the first two songs we're going to play for the first time this segment ever is two B-Side songs, because that's what we do. Not bad. I think, right? it's, a, I think it's a good choice. I think it's a great choice. We'll so only the, get better from here. It's, so the, it's like Mike's um, school career. The, hi- <laughs> the highlight of his... B-side? No, no, not the B- F-side. More like D-minus-side. <laughs> well, I said more, highlight. More like you won't graduate <laughs> until you write this essay-side. <laughs> she meant that's how you got a B in gym class. <laughs> B-side couldn't even get an A. More, more like, can you go to the principal's office for a second? Mike got, okay. a, B, Mike got a B in lunch. Okay. I got a B in uh, not being there. So the B-side, we call the segment the B-side because... You know, we talk a lot of A-side, uh, top A things that we're talking Music, about, but these are upcoming yeah. places that we want to feature and talk about, so we call it the B-side. Yeah. But the first two songs we're going to play on Mike's segment is I Am the Walrus by the Beatles, which goes right back to John Lennon. See? And uh, that is the Amen. B-side to Hello Goodbye. Not bad. <sighs> right? Unbelievable. Right, you exactly. You say goodbye and, and I the second song we're going to play is We Are the Champions by Queen, mm. which is the B-side to Everyone Knows We Will Rock You, because that's what we went to, right? right. From one to the we other. Faded so. in. But yeah. We will be right back on Hell Holidays Rock and Food Review with Mike LaChance's B-side. Hang in there, everybody. We'll be right back. <laughs>
mistakes I've made a few I've had my share chance and in guest studio tonight mr edward dyer so we I just heard see, i want to hear like uh yeah what was it uh ed mcmahon exactly you throw it to a guest it's like, uh, <laughs> Johnny, <stop>. yes <laughs> ed that's a uh that's not a good uh segue ed well <laughs> so anyway uh you just heard on the walrus by the beatles which is the b-side to hello goodbye and we are the champions, the B-side to We Will Rock You by Queen. Mm. And speaking of B-sides, this is our second week and our first time in the segment of the B-side with Mr. Mike LaChance. Exactly. Michael, take it hey, on, baby. Exactly. Michael's so, going up in the chopper. <laughs> That's a, well, listen to that crowd roar. Oh, my God. Please, everyone, one at a time. So this is a B-side segment, which I want to feature here. And I, I think it's good to feature it because... Everybody who's the old school like us, who has records and albums, the A-side is always has the, the most popular song, the singles on sure. it. Sure, yep. Until you flip it over. 
and you discover these songs like we just heard, which we'll play more as the weeks go like, on. Like those two songs that those are just two incredible? Out of millions of songs that you're going to hear that it's kind of like a pleasant surprise. Millions. So what I want to do is feature this to bring up things that you might not know exist, but in reality, they do exist. And the first place I want to bring up is actually a place that's kind of near and dear to my heart, and it's right in Westford, right in Nabnasset, where I'm from, but a mile and a half from my house. The Nab. It's <laughs> well, we did not even plan that. No, we did not. Was that uh, that sounded like it was rehearsed? It sounded it so really rehearsed. sounded like it was. But well, that's we, the magic of Hal Holiday's <laughs> rock and food review. Right we, there. we do live together. So. Is this a magic show that's going to end like uh, Siegfried and Roy? Yes, there's a rabbit. I'm pulling out. <laughs> <laughs> so this, so the place I want to feature tonight is called Stony Brook Acres. It's in Westford, in Nab. It's on One Plain Road in Westford. And the phone number is 978-692-1004. Now, Stony Brook Acres is a place that is across East Boston camps. It's been there, I think, since 1980. It really got established, 87. It so really before me. Well before you, yes. You were born, you. what, 97, so that's right. Right, right. Um, it, really, it really took place around, eight, I think, 87 or so when it got the name, name around. And um, give you a quick synopsis of it. it it's, a, it's a family-owned it's a it's a farm type place. It's an old school country store style. It's gone through many different owners, many different hands. But I think the owners now, um, the people in town, can agree that this place is is really taking its own. They do everything from from groceries to breakfast sandwiches to desserts to dairy at from Shaw's Farm. Uh, and the best thing about this place too, what we do in the show here is that we feature a lot of local places. They use ninety something percent local, That's so they're awesome. only they're only using places around them. So to they're help a them. traditional country county exactly type store. exactly. And That's you had, awesome. and you mentioned earlier like when you when you walk into a um, the the, the brood, brood awakening, yeah, you walk in, it's like you're a different spot. Right. This place you walk in and you into the door shuts and you're not in Nabnas. You feel like you're in the Waltons. You're in the yeah. Can I done, boy? <laughs> <laughs> like you're or yeah. Little House of Prairie. <laughs> Michael Landon's here. Where's that horse? <laughs> no, you, like you, you, you feel like you're in a you're in a different setting, and it, it's a really cool old school country store yeah. feel. I stopped by Saturday and spoke to the owner there, and um, again, family owned. They're open seven days a week, seven a.m. to seven p.m. Uh, of course, with COVID going around, they still trying to do. They have their guidelines when you walk in, but they still try to do uh, as much as they can. Some of the things they have, you know, they have full fresh groceries. They have uh, a product special daily. Uh, fresh baked desserts. They have fresh baked uh, homemade baguette breads, which I grabbed Saturday. And of course, me and I had a couple of uh, good IPAs from breweries that we featured here. And Yum. that bread was gone in about an hour. <laughs> uh, that's um, nothing like let a me, let me ask you a question, Mike. Do, do, I'm sorry. Do they have a uh, like a big porch? So they they do. I, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is a serious yeah, question. So when you when you walk in, uh, you know you. They're going to have outdoor seating this summer. But when okay. you walk in, they do have a spot. You know, you, they have a, a counter in the front, and you go to the right, and they have some spots you can go to. It's not really a, a sit-down place yet. Nope, but, nope, nope. That's not. Um, that, that, they, he, he wants to do it. There, there is no, no indoor porch-type setting. Well, I hope, he's, I hope he's listening, though. No, there's an outdoor. Right. Like, is there an outdoor porch? Oh, yeah. Outdoor? No, they're, they're going to have outdoor. Okay. Yes, yes, so have Eddie might be able yep. to help me on this one. I can't recall the name of the place, but in Tennessee, where Johnny Cash lived and June Carter and all that stuff. They used to do a, like a Friday night jamboree at a country store type thing, and they would yeah. have it every Friday night. Like, like 
acoustic act. Do you want woman to, to tell the guy about Dire Holiday? Is that what no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, no. Yes, but this is what about plug. that. I work for beer, whiskey, and baguette breads now. <laughs> but <Apparently>, yes. <laughs> no, but what I'm, what I'm saying is it, it's just like it would be a no, cool yes. because to have those two things together, that's what it was. Right, it was right. a country store that yeah. they got together and had like a, like a jamboree type thing every Friday or Saturday night in Tennessee. They did every weekend. Right. And even when Johnny Cash was... I think that was one of the last performances he ever performed in, like, right before he died, was in that store, like, on the porch. Yes. Right? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Do you remember the name of it? I I don't remember the name of the store. But they did it for, like, what, 30, 40 years? Like, every weekend? Yeah, I think that was was pretty common, especially in the South, you know, where those sort of country stores were the... They were kind of the nucleus of the community. You know what I mean? Everybody sort of stopped in daily, whether it was to grab the newspaper or get a coffee, and everybody sort of knew everybody and caught up. But I've heard about things like that with having music there, too. And this is is how this place is. It's right, it's literally, I mean, I can only paint a picture, but I recommend, again, it's one plain road in Westford. I recommend going to check it out. It's literally on a train track, it's on a river. There's East Boston camps across from it. it is, oh, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's right I've across been the East Boston yeah, camps. I yeah, know right exactly across about. the street. It has, you know, the, the old owners had, you know, the animals outside, and they have all sorts. I mean, it's literally an old school country store, and that's that place has been there my whole life. It has been there, and it's actually really cool to see it kind of kind of grow. And again, they have breakfast sandwiches, they have pies, food. You can go in there and go grocery shopping and. Um, they have coffee and soups, and everything's homemade. And, and one of the coolest things that you know, the owner, uh, he got kind of, I hope I'm not going to embarrass him, he's listening right now, but he got a little tear out when he said it, is that they give uh, free coffee and, and or soup, I believe, and if I'm wrong, I hope he tells me when I see him this weekend, um, to any first responders, I believe, in Westford. Awesome. First responders, nurses. Well, so I, I mean, actually know exactly where it is, and yeah. I'm going to definitely check it out. And yeah. I'm telling you right now, it's a cool spot, and they probably... It'd be cool to do that. Like I'm telling you, on weekends, it, it, it definitely something. Definitely something. I think, especially with COVID in the summertime outside, like yeah. you know. And, to, and I, I, I think he wants to do outdoor seating, and plus he's also going to have, um, you know, plants and flowers and stuff. Uh, again, locally grown, yeah. locally owned, locally surfaced. So it's mm-hmm. they're they're utilizing not only the the area, the location, which has been there for forever and been for sale for a little while, but he's also utilizing places around them too. To help his business, but he's helping other businesses too, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up. It's been a staple in my life. Um, the owners are, are are awesome, awesome people. Again, Stony Brook Acres in Westford and Nabnasset. It's my hometown. Recommend checking it out. Please go check them out. You can tell them we all sent you from down here, or just go in, get a coffee, get a breakfast sandwich, get a pie, get a piece of bread. Just say hello. Go from there. And that's the B-side by Michael Chance the right B-side. there. That's how you do it. Boom. So that B-side <laughs> should be an A-side soon because we want that to be a hit. So yeah. people, check that yeah, out, Yeah, we want to feature that on the show at some point in time in the summer. Yeah. That's what I like to do. That's what hey, I like. Absolutely. I, yeah, flip Pete, it over. Pete talked about live remotes, too, and I'm sure Eddie would be down to doing stuff like that, too, with that live remote. So, yeah, we yep. would absolutely love to do that. Stony Brook Acres in Westford. Yep. One, in the, one, in the NAB. One plain road in my stomping grounds because I'm a proud Nab Nasset Nab Townie. So suck on that, other parts of Westford. <laughs> <laughs> Where all the new money is. They don't know about the Nab. They don't know about the old no money. Because I have a microphone and you all don't now. How does that feel? <laughs> Daddy wins. <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, go check them out. Go check them out. Go check. Definitely go check. We them want out. to thank you guys for being in tonight yes. with us. Uh, we are Hell Holiday's Rock and Food Review here on Wave Radio Boston. Tonight we had Mr. Andy from Brood Awakenings in Lowell, right? Yeah. And Kim, who yep. do we have for our brewer? Uh, Wayne Daigle of Solution Brewing. Check out. Oh, Sol- I can't believe it. <laughs> I forgot all about it. That's because you uh, you got a little excited at the at the beginning. And you gave had a me full a, on gave me song. a fake one. <laughs> I know I did give you a fake one. It was Melvin Taylor though. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, not the first I, time I'm, she said I'm not that. mad about that actually. Yeah. So, so yeah, we had Wayne uh, Daigle from Solution Brewing. Check out their Solution Brewing virtual tap room to stay up to date with anything that they may be um, moving forward with. And we had my brother in arms over here, Mr. Eddie Dyer, in the studio tonight. Awesome. Awesome. Our first awesome. music studio guest, in studio guest, music wise, <laughs> which is appropriate, right? And uh, we had <laughs> feel honored, Mr. Mike Lachance with the B side from hey. Mike Stony Brook Acres in Westford, One Plain Road. Yeah, I'm going to check that out this weekend. I think uh, on my way out of town. Really appreciate you guys having me here. Oh, we're so happy to have you. Absolutely, Eddie. Man, I feel like I haven't seen you in like ridiculous amount of time. It's only been like, well, actually, October is no, it was. It's December. Been, it was December. We mixed. December, we mixed. January, Feb- right? January. Like no, we mixed in, no, we mixed in November. Let's see. Uh, we went to a mixing session at the studio in November. Right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Right after Thanksgiving, before Christmas, and then. Yeah, right. Which is probably about like 16 years dog ages. <laughs> <laughs> For me and Eddie. <laughs> but I'm really excited. Dog's um, the keyword. I think w- I think what we're going to be doing is we're we're going to be doing a little uh, dire holiday special um, later on in in February. We'll we will be announcing the details soon, but uh, we'll be um, doing a little in studio thing to promote the brand new album from Dire Holiday. It's our debut of original material. It's called Together and Broken. Yes, we so will excited be. for that. So, uh, Monday nights, we have Bottoms Up, Appetite for Destruction from 7 to 9, right? We have Live from the Fallout Shelter on Wednesdays from 8 to 10. Thursday night is the big, big party here at Wave Radio Boston, the first wave, the real wave, the original wave. Yeah, baby. Sundays, we have Jazz Shift at 9 to 11 in the morning. We have Double Click Radio with Mr. Edward Dyer over here Ooh. from 12 to 2. And then Angela's... What is that? <laughs> Airways. Angela's Airways. Airways is 7 and 9 on Sundays. So stay tuned to Wave Radio Boston. I am Hal Holiday. Remember, stay safe. Take care of each other. Love one another. Life is not a dress rehearsal. It's a one-act performance. Make it your best. Thank you. Good night from Mama Kim, Mike LeChance, and Hal Holiday. Good night. Good night, everyone. I'm Mike, and you're not.
Now that you've crossed over Man, I'm left here without my friend Is this my sentence for doubting the written word? Did you get where you were going? Is it everything they said it would be? Are you somewhere you can light the start road for me? Is it believing in heaven? It means I see you again. The will of God Through every screen light of day shines on bad deeds That never seemed to break you In fact it only made you strong You could always separate the flowers from the weeds Did you get where you were going? Is it everything that they spoke of? the